Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello again guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night. My name is Thomas and welcome to another episode of The Broadcast Podcast and once again joining me as always is my brother, give it up for Helen. Hello everyone, it's Ellen, not Helen. Welcome to The Broadcast yet again for another fun field of hilarity podcasting in your ears, car stereos, your Google Chromes, your Google Play. How you going, Tom? How are you? Well, we touched base off the mic. I've been sick the last few days. I had a, My daughter had a bit of a coffee, cough, throat, runny nose on Tuesday. And yep. then I kind of thought, oh, you know what? I'll do what dads do. I'll just sleep on the floor. You know, to stop her getting up during the night and waking up the missus, I'll just pull up the mattress and sleep on the floor. And I was there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> and I, I'm going to sleep in my own bed tonight, I hope. But then I end up picking it up from her at probably about Thursday-ish. So I took it from her, then I got it, and I thought I'll continue to sleep on the floor so the wife doesn't pick it up. But she ended up getting it anyway. So we've all had, like, runny nose, sore throats, but it's not COVID, guys, not COVID. So it's a lovely little Petri dish over there at your place of just um, Germ City, eh? Do you want to come round or...? I remember, like, people would have parties... And just like, you know, bring all the one kid's got chicken pox and it's like, come over to his place, you know, mum and the mums would go in the kitchen, you know, drink coffee, drink tea, bitch about the other people around the school. And then the kids would be all in the same room playing, you know, with the toys or video games. And then a couple of months later, I don't know, even weeks later, everyone you know has got chicken pox and it's like, oh yeah, we've got it out of the way now, perfectly fine. Except that one kid with a bad immune system, he had to go to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was going to say, like, I can kind of understand that that's terrible, because it is, but, you know, they're all going to get it at some point, so let's just get them all have it at the same time. Let's build up an immunity. If we all get sick together, then we won't get it later on. I'm glad, in a way, they didn't have COVID parties, you know? I mean, mm. yeah, I think we did have COVID. I think Melbourne had a COVID 
party at this time last year where we all were just like, we're in a prison. What do you mean I can't go out? Two hours for exercise? Yeah, nah, mate, don't think so. So let's have a party on Saturday night. We'll all get messed up and uh, lick toilet seats. We'll get COVID. Mm. Bring the kids. Remember that story we talked about that KFC last year where the people, they went to into the actual KFC locally and ordered like 20 Zinger combo meals. Someone who was dining in alerted the local police. They end up tracking those people down and they were having a party. And they walked in there, people were hiding in cupboards, they were hiding in the roof, and there were zinger boxes everywhere. And they got like a like, 10 grand yeah, fine. You know, just, <laughs> it, it looks like it's really sort of slowed down for us down here, especially us in here in Melbourne. Um, hmm. Just recently, about a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Perth in lockdown, you know. We told you, stop having those parties. Stop having those porn parties with the bloody fireworks, you bunch of loonies over there. I don't think like him. He, I, I like all of Australia, all the states. Good on you. Just don't come to Victoria. Just stay back over there for a sec. Just till COVID. Yeah. <laughs> get back, get back, get back. <laughs> stay over there, mate. Yeah, go on. Rack off. I actually nearly tried there on my monster. Damn you. I noticed so you I muted your that. microphone just then when you were coughing. Yep, I was. I don't, people don't need to hear me cough. Because we, uh, we've got an interesting night ahead of you guys. We are... Uh, it's May... And what do we do in May, Tom? You know what time it is, guys. Yep. TNA. TNA. Join the new now. Come on. Join TNA. Say it TNA. <laughs> we cross the line of bullshit. We actually are covering a TNA pay-per-view, and Alan's using the Impact Plus app. I am using Fight TV to watch this, and... We kind of decided on this show yesterday, we were talking about what we could do, and I found a couple that I was thinking about, and then Alan found one. And all he did was send me the name, and I instantly knew what the main event was just based on the pay-per-view's name and that year. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we have to do it. I want to do it. So I found it on Fight, and I watched about half of it last night and took some notes because uh, there's some things that I think you guys will find interesting. I know Alan will as well. But should we announce what we're doing? I don't know any of the matches on here. The only thing I know is the main event, but it's Sacrifice 2009. I think this event took place at the end of May that year. Uh, we have covered a little bit of TNA over the last few years. We did the first pay-per-view from June of 2002. I think we also did the Impact from December, uh, I think of 2008. We did that last year in the month of December. We also covered Turning Point 2008. And there's a show, Alan's laughing, there's one show that we also did that Alan doesn't remember, even though he was there with me for three plus hours, but that last 90 minutes we lost him guys, what was it Alan? I, I can't remember what it was was it a um, what was it? it wasn't a turning point, what was it Slammiversary yeah, still I don't remember it mate I, it was the one podcast guys where I don't drink anymore, well I do have a drink but I don't drink on the podcast anymore it's uh, it was embarrassing I uh made a bit of a uh, bit of a mess of myself on that show you want to listen to a guy for a full 45 minutes <laughs> hiccup in your ears this is the show for you it's a hiccup and an apology following so oh, sorry sorry <laughs> Don't have and then there was at one point it was I'll be right back and you took like you had a shot and then you said I'll be right back and you were gone for a little bit 
and you'd come back and you look like so refreshed that you either had a vom or you had a big guzzle of water or something but you got it out of the system and i'm like oh he's back and you were very cheerful that show too you even actually said in that show i remember this you wanted to do ring of honor did i yeah i was talking about how cody rhodes used to be there and you said bro what are we doing let's do it let's do it and i'm like what do you mean you said find some old roh and let's do it didn't happen and the funny thing is right i went and did that and i found a couple of shows and i said oh hey bro we should do the adam cole kyle o'reilly match and you went nah and i'm like yeah. but you said back in slammiversary you wanted okay we won't do that, roh then that was happy Al, and uh happy Al doesn't live here anymore okay it only comes out when he's been drinking, and I don't drink as much anymore. So, sorry. Well, guys, load up your Impact Plus app or Fight TV, type in Sacrifice 2009, and we're about to hit play very shortly. But as we do each and every episode, I want to give a shout-out to not one, but two great podcasts that we want you guys to check out, and here are their promos. Hey, it's Chris from Marking Out, the only online listening experience in the world. Join myself... Dave, and social media influencer Brandon as we release a weekly podcast that covers the world of professional wrestling. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all major podcasting applications, follow us on Twitter at MarkNout, and watch all of our great videos at youtube.com slash MarkNout11. And as always, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Interruption in progress. Now hijacking into ANS 2.0 Immersion Rig. Now simulating the amazing nerd show. Featuring comics. <laughs> and Batman's like, you're safe here and everything, but the Joker also pulls out a gun and shoots himself. Movies. People fight with lightsabers, what the hell do you want? I mean, you're every, I mean, in every one of these movies, there's a lightsaber battle. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm going to rewatch it a million times. Yeah. I'm just saying... <laughs> Give me something more. Wrestling. That would be awesome. Oh my god. Just a monster. <laughs> Fans would be like, holy, what the hell's going on? What happened to Jericho? Horror. It starts off like any other like home invasion type of story, and then it just goes crazy. And more. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Dan. And we are the Amazing Nerd Show. Make sure to download us on all your favorite podcast platforms. All right, guys, we are back, and it's time for you guys to hit play. But before that one, if you guys actually don't follow us on social media, this is your chance to do it. If you check out our official Twitter page, which is the Brocast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, you can also check us out on Instagram. Um, you can download all shows on Podbean, Apple iTunes, Castro, CastBox, and a range of different podcast providers. We're getting close to that 10K download, I noticed, on Podbean. That's very cool. Good shit. Good on you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Tell everyone, get your people to listen to us. You know, get, I mean, yes, we're just a couple of Australian blokes down here in Oz just talking up the shit. But, you know, we talk good shit. So, you know, mm. get your parents, get your parentals, get your nana, get your pop, get that distant uncle you don't really talk about who's sitting separated from the family for a very good reason. <laughs> All right. Get him to listen to us, and then he'll send Tom an email send me your favourite episode oh sure. I've got lots of them <laughs> what's your favourite episode I like the one when Alan got really drunk mm. 
quickly before we hit play two, one thing I noticed the other day, I logged on to Apple iTunes and typed in our show on the podcast, and guess what I found out? I know our most downloaded show in all, all the years we've been doing it, guys, 96 episodes down. What yeah. do you think is the number one most downloaded show? It surprised me, I'll tell you that. Is it one of our Q&As? Nope. Is it WrestleMania 17? Nope. Ooh, um, is it... Is it a classic, like, NWA show? Nope. i got no idea. What is it? Number two was our Raw Roulette, which is my favourite show that we've ever done, which was one of our bonus shows. Number one... Now, get this. <laughs> it Maybe it shows our audience. Number one was the Katie Vick episode. You dirty little buggers. Yep. If you search on it, it's all the bars are highlighted. It's the most downloaded show on Apple iTunes is that one, which is what we did in October of last year, guys. We watched the Katie Vic Raw. Interesting. Interesting about our uh, our listeners now. You guys are an interesting little bunch of buggers, aren't you? <laughs> oh, my God, they're doing the Katie Vic show. We must listen. Nan, right. Pop, Distant Uncle. Jump on in. Headphone Come in. On no, no, we'll put it on the TV. TV. <laughs> Bluetooth speaker. Listen in. Gather around, yeah. gather around. I think it's on YouTube. We can put it, we can look it up on YouTube. How crazy is that, though? Katie Vick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure about that one. I'm a bit uncomfortable. And then prior to that, I think last year, our most downloaded was one of our one-night stands. Both of them were pretty highly downloaded too. I think they were like 300 downloads or something, which is crazy because I've heard them like once. <laughs> so, all right, I'll be ready from your side, Al. I am ready and ready to go, sir. Could you give us our countdown? All right, peeps, you should be either on the fight or you should be on the Impact Plus. We are ready to go in five, four... Three, two, one. TNA Wrestling. Cross the line. That was an interesting thing to say, cross the line. Well, it was Shit. kind of referencing, like, cross the line to the better product. Come across over here, cross the line and come over here. Debatable. It's Jeff Jarrett. Look at Sting. Look, look at this, L. I would not imagine Sting rocking up in that car. I think he'd be riding a crow in, but, you know. Wow. He, he, riding a crow in. <laughs> Two crows on each hand flying in. <laughs> Batman style. Just uh, uh, That's so WWE, what you just said there, Tom. That's ridiculous. Oh, my oh, goodness. One massive crow on his back coming in like that, galloping in with his bat in his hand. That's just silly. Yeah, Kurt Angle with a Hummer limo. This is my favourite one, though. Look at Foley when he comes out. Look what Foley rocks up in. Check this okay. out. Okay. Interesting the cars that the people have been rocking up in. You've got a pickup truck, you've got a giant Hummer limo, you had, like, a Ferrari, and now we've got Cactus rocking up in... Oh, good Lord. It's like an old Ford Valiant car. It's a Ford <laughs> Valiant. I think my I think mum and dad had this car, and they brought me home in. Mm. And what does Foley have there, El? Is that the championship? Is he world champion here? You are correct. What is going on? Guys, I'm going into this fresh. I have no idea what's going on here in this show. I love, I love that line there. Hey, be careful. It's a cherry. Gives a thumbs up and then keeps walking. Look, 
Get a picture. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Should I break down the main event for you? Sure. Okay. So the main event itself is called an ultimate sacrifice match, right? So ultimate sacrifice four-way match. Now, there's four things on the line in the match. So Kurt Angle is actually putting up his leadership of the main event mafia. Sting is actually putting up his career. So if Sting gets pinned, he will leave TNA. Jeff Jarrett is putting up his shares slash ownership in TNA. And Mick Foley is putting up the world heavyweight title. So whoever takes the pin, that stipulation against them will come into effect. So if Kurt pins Foley, Kurt's the champion. If Sting pins Jarrett, Jarrett loses the shares, Sting gets them. If Foley pins Kurt, Foley becomes the leader of the main event mafia. So something's on the line for all four of them in the matchup. And they could take it off each sort of uh, opponent they've got. They can choose whoever they want, one pinfall. All right. So it's very interesting seeing um, Mick Foley here in TNA as world champion. You know, was he... Did he need money? What, you know, what's going on here? Well, we when we covered Turning Point last year, remember he was like the commissioner role. He was like the middleman between Main Event Mafia, the Young Guns, the Young Talent, Samoa Joe, Machine Guns, taking on Mafia. He ended up returning to the ring, and that what they're showing in the footage there is him actually beating Sting at lockdown, which is the previous month, to become the world champion. Okay. And funny, cool. no, like when we were thinking of ideas for this show, I was originally going to suggest that because that show is actually free on YouTube to watch. But it is kind of a bit of a cluster. That main event between Sting and Foley, Foley takes some bumps and you're like, yeah, no, nah, I shouldn't be doing that. Like when he actually wins the match, he fell from the cage. Like he's climbing out, lets go and like plummets and then hits the ground. I think I saw that in the opening package. Mm-hmm. Could you give me a time cube when you get a moment, please? Yep, I'm at 4.14.4.15. Beautiful. And we had a bit of a funny laugh yesterday when we were talking about this show that uh, its counter-programming was WWE Judgment Day 2009, which had a packed house of 14,000, and this show here, 1,000. Yeah, um, interesting. Very interesting. Who have we got coming out? So we got the Motor City Machine Guns, who were the... They, they say on there, when they come out, the banner says New Japan Tag Team Champions, but they're actually the New Japan Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Because this is during the time that TNA and New Japan were actually working quite closely together. They were sharing talent. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm being Alex Shelley. Alan's doing the Detroit hand thing. Who's this fella coming out next, El? Who have we got? Oh, it's Shiki Baby. So jacked up too, man. Mm-hmm. Sheik Abul Bashir. Now, this was a pretty interesting time for him because this is when he was getting getting pushed as kind of a next big massive heel with a faction okay. being developed. So he's actually formed a partnership at this time with the Machine Guns, and the Machine Guns have actually become full-fledged heels. Originally, they were fighting against the Mafia, standing up for TNA, but then they prove, you know what, we'll 
maybe we just start taking what we want now. Maybe we don't fight for anybody. And then, you know, Sheikh Abul Bashir always thinks everyone's against him. Let's work with him. Let's work together. And that's how we get our six-man tag team matchup kicking us off here tonight. There we go. What is, they're just standing there over him going, come on, man, let's go. I mean, yeah, he's doing his little prayer. So Showtime Eric Young coming out now, and one thing you notice when he actually enters the ring, he doesn't get scared of his pyro. What they're doing with his character is, again, because of the main event mafia, he's learning to stand up for himself. Learn to fight for yourself. Don't be so scared. Don't be so timid. Um, and again, he's going into this match because he's feuding against Sheikh Ahul Bashir. That's okay. the main one going into this match up here. Oh, look out. Oh, what a tag team we've got here. Look how lean and fit Creed looks like. Big time. I was watching Raw a few weeks ago and like he's put on so much mass now. Like, he's a thick-ass dude, and some of the things he does in this match, you're like, wow, he couldn't do that today. You know, again, based off on some of his injuries he's had in recent time. But this was also 11 years ago. But he's very, very agile and a great talent that they had here. Well, he did a great job at WrestleMania, I must say. I mean, even though that both of those shows, night one was great, night two was... Yep. But he uh, was bumping, he and Cody were bumping for uh, was it almost they're just, for the tag yeah. title throwing them, again throwing around Well we didn't really talk about Wrestlemania did we because we kind of just, you know we did our last show and we kind of just skimmed past it because that was a pretty light catch up that we did there and this match itself goes for about 17 minutes so it's quite a long one do you want to talk oh. about Mania or you just want to watch this match? Sure, sure. so let's, let's we can do both we can do both, you know, we're quite, we're men, and we can multitask if we can, it's if it's something important, sometimes. So, what do you want to know, what do you want to do, what have you, what was your take on night number one? Well, first question, do you like that it was two nights again? Yes, I do. Because I, I think it works better, because for us in Aussie, the time is better for us. Because we actually get a Sunday WrestleMania, and we get a Monday. Where in the past it was just the Monday. Uh, I think it's if they want to, if they, I mean, they don't really need to, but if they can change it to a, I don't know, I'm like, do it on a Friday, then do it on a Saturday, and then on us as people down here in Australia and across the world, because uh, on Monday I missed half the show because I was mm -hmm. actually busy at work. So I mean, yes, I had the results. And I think that's what sort of took me out of night two is because I missed a whole chunk of what was going on. Uh, but night number one, I actually chilled out at home with my kid and watched it with him first thing in the morning. No, it's so, cool. Well, that's the thing, though, like you were saying about social media even today. Like, you can just see go on and see a GIF and go, oh, yeah, they won. Like, when we were younger, we had the internet. Like, you could go on Raja.com or eWrestling News and watch the play-by-play. -play. Or you just don't touch the internet, go home and then watch it. But like these yep. people today, like I kind of in my mind, I just do that sometimes. I'm not going to watch the two-hour Raw tonight. I'm not going to watch SmackDown. What's the show? I'll just read the result or 
jump on WWE Twitter's page and there's all the updates. Oh, yep, Roman's doing that. Okay, that's where we're going with Cesaro now and just doing it that way. But I, all up, I think it was a good show. Having fans yes. back, that that 20 minute delay was a bit weird uh, with the rain and yeah. And it definitely showed how the people like the they because they knew they had time to fill. It was very mm. much like watching an old NWA show that had Dusty and Flair where they knew they had 15 minutes left in the show. They've already had three matches and they're like, all right, Cornette or Dusty or Flair mm. come out and talk for 10 minutes because we need to fill the show up. And it definitely showed that some people are prepared and some people were not prepared whatsoever. Mm. And they didn't know how to deal with it. I mean, they had Kevin Owens come out and he was beautiful just talking about yeah, you know, he wasn't even wrestling on night one. He was mm. doing night two. But then you had um, Lashley and McIntyre. Mm. McIntyre was yelling like a, a road warrior. He was screaming at the com- at the um, the actual interviewer, and he was yelling at the camera. And then Bobby Lashley came out, and they started having their little thing together. And you're like, yeah, I know you guys are quite on the edge, and you didn't know what to do right away because you guys had match number one. So, um, mm. yeah, well, I saw was... some people saying on social media they should have just put nothing up, just like you know, you know, something around. You know, There's been an interruption in the media. We'll be on soon. Oh, sure. That way, nothing, have... just just a blank screen, and then because I've heard the version that's already been released now on the network, all of that stuff's been cut. Yes. If you were to go watch Mania tonight, you would get the actual, literally Hogan and Titus O'Neil coming out. That's the start. So Vince then a promo, then Titus O'Neil and Hogan. There's none of those backstage interviews. There's none of that Samoa Joe wearing the raincoat with Michael Cole. All, all of that stuff's gone. So you only and saw that, that if you watched the live show. Yeah, and I watched it. I actually it was quite embarrassing. I actually woke up um, that Sunday, had a bit of a cheeky sleeping because I normally don't get to sleep in on most times. And um, in our group chat between you and myself and two other mates, uh, just going, oh yeah, Mania's on soon. And I went, Jesus Christ. So I crawled out of bed, found some clothes, and went into my actual office here, and then put Mania on. And I totally spaced on it. I didn't mm. even know that day. Um, I, I think that sort of shows that, you know, wrestling is not that important in my life anymore. Mm. I mean, this show definitely is. But, you know, like you said, uh, you can go on Twitter and actually find the results of the show in GIF form like that, and you're done. Mm. You, all you have to do is just look up Twitter, and you're like, yep, it's done now. And that's unfortunate, like, for me, too. Like, I find Saturday is my busiest day of the week. That's the day that I'm building around the house or I'm cleaning or I'm doing something. I forget SmackDown's even on, and I usually find out the day after. Like, I'll wake up in the morning and go, oh, what, what this SmackDown will happen yesterday? What happened there? But that's the one day of the week I don't look at anything. Yep. Like, I actually read SmackDown before I came in here with you, and I'm like, okay, that was a great show. But I had no memory. But I know when Raw's on, I know when you know, NXT's on. And another side note, before we finish up with WrestleMania chat, and we'll get to this match, what do you think about the NXT and AEW day switch now with days? Or NXT is now the day before. So they're no longer competing against each other. What's that all about? Why? Why they? Why did they do that? Triple H himself has actually come out and said, you know, there's, it's, it didn't say it, but it was perceived this way. There's no imaginary war going on. We don't. Ha- we're not having a war with anybody. That mm. day just worked better for our talent. 
And then AEW fans are saying, yes, we got them. See, we got them to change days because looking at the numbers, we're getting so many more fans tuning in. You know, Evelation, Dark, the main show, where Hunter's saying, no, it just worked better for us to move it, to move it to Tuesday. Where the Marks are saying, no, 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 you did it because you guys were losing and you didn't like losing. And now there's no direct competition at all because they're different days. Okay. Do you think maybe, well, you know, they always do put up, um, oh, I forgot what his name is, one of the Wrestling Observer fellas actually puts up, uh, Brian Alvarez, sorry, uh, yeah. actually puts up the tallies mm. of the demo uh, of, you know, between NXT and AEW. So maybe... Um, he still does it now, but he just puts up just the name. He doesn't put up any competition. It's like AEW, you know, 1.4 mil. There's nothing. He just puts up, and it's like, feel bad for you, mate, because he can't put up the... You like to kind of put that out there and get a bit of debate going on, and now you got nothing to debate. All you, all you can debate now is that the, the number's going up and down on each show, but not against each other now. But you think your entire week's full of wrestling. Like, if you're a fan, you've got, mm-hmm. what, Raw on a Monday, NXT on a Tuesday... What Wednesday? I think's Impact. Yes. Then you got Thursday t- uh, AEW. Yes. I think Ring of Honor got their shows. Major League Wrestling's got their shows. NWA's got their shows, and then you got pay per views on the weekend. Like your entire weekend set. Um, I think I don't watch all of it. I just don't have time. The older I get, and the work that you and I do as dads as well, let's watch this stuff. Let's go back and have time and have a good time watching this stuff because I felt different at this time to where it is now. You know, we didn't talk about the job losses, and there's other podcasts that I've heard that have covered it, but it really shows you that WWE is a mega power, and it just yeah. goes, you, you, and you, gone, and then we're going to bring you guys up. Also, we need to pay ba- um, Bad Bunny, so we're going to have to release you guys for the next few months. Yeah, we've uh, we've given him a golden microphone, thanks to Hunter, and, uh, you know, let you go on the national tour, man, with their truck. Does he not... Does he have a license, a truck license? <laughs> Does he not believe it? That's incredibly dangerous to travel on top mm. of a, a moving vehicle. I mean, there is actual, I think there's footage of me out there somewhere. I think a, fr- uh, a friend of ours, actually, we actually did like a homemade video of me doing like a TAC ad back in the day. With the, uh, <laughs> I'm actually riding on the front of a bonnet and I actually fall off the car and I'm fine at the end of it. But it's just a silly little movie I was in back in the day. Um, I actually forgot what the hell I was talking about. But it's just about how much money's going to Bad Bunny. Yeah. He, he would have got from Mania. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get paid shit for driving on a car like that. I didn't <laughs> get a good microphone. Well. Well, any closing comments about Mania? Something stood out for you? Favorite match? Something you didn't like? I, I like the um, I like the main event on night two um, just shows that people are just totally against you know they hate they hate Roman and that's good because that's what you want Roman to have uh, so for him to get the um, the W over Edge and over uh, Daniel Bryan was fantastic you got a message bit loud could you hear that could you I could hear that, man. I think everyone around the world just heard it. Their eardrums just blasted. So we have to pay for, uh, pay Apple for that noise. Ding. 
who, who's he? Apple. I don't. I don't know. Apple, um, <laughs> the Apple man from the Apple store. He 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 knows me. He's always listening. Um, what else would I say? Oh, yeah, it just definitely showed that you know, fight against anything. Fight against neck in, neck injuries, retirement, mm. and leukemia. You know, people. You can fight through anything, and at the end of the day, you can do anything and you can and it just showed that all these guys went through much so much and they got the win and they, they actually got to main event WrestleMania and then it's very much people were very upset about you know Roman winning they, they didn't send them home happy I mean night one everyone went home happy with Bianca Belair beating um, Sasha Banks and that was great well that's where I kind of thought that when night one ended that way night two is not going to end that way I had a feeling that they're not they have to pull the pin somewhere because if it was one night two major world championships if you didn't want one face to go over a heel has to win somewhere in one of the major matches and going into the main event because I actually had to go back to work I didn't see the main event till later and I was kind of I skimmed through most of it and towards the end I'm like yeah Roman's going to have to get the win like to really push him as the next big top guy, keep him there, and then, yep. then the double pin. I'm like, that was awesome. Goro to end yes. it, placing Edge on top of Brian to get the pin. But did you see Roman's new T-shirt that he released a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown? No, I haven't. His new shirt is it says Smash 'em, Stack 'em, Pin 'em, and it's that shot of him pinning Edge and Daniel Bryan at the bottom of the shirt. It's a really good-looking shirt. I'll show you a picture just here so you can see it. That's it there. That's cool. Very cool. Good for a podcast, too, when you show me pictures that people can't see. Well, just so you know, then. So if you want to go looking for it, you know where to find it. Even though you can just type in Roman Reigns, it'll pop up. There you go. Tom using logic, and he all did it by himself there, guys. Um, I think the only thing I didn't really dig on, and I really want more from this storyline, and I think it's just it died in the ass, and it was the um, the fiend. Mm. I used to love. I used to love seeing the fiend come out. You know? it used to get me excited. It used to scare me. It took me back to when we were kids, like early teenagers, and you see the dead man come around. I was like, oh man, this entity, this monster. You know, this guy's got this quirky little side about him, and you know, now he's got this demonic side. Then he gets burnt alive, which was well. Okay, it was a dummy. You know, you can't really set another man on fire and then kill him in the ring, you know. I mean, you can try to use fireworks if you're AEW. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, the sitting on top of the... Bo- Alexa Bliss sitting on top of the blocks and her head starts bleeding. Mm. And then Randy gets the pin. And you're like, hang on, is that it? And then is it... Alexa Bliss now feuding with The Fiend or, you know, because Orton's out of it now, he's gone for the title he's in the title picture yet again and it's just like it just left me going oh man, I really want more because I love The Fiend character and they're not giving us like that little sort of that sprinkle of surprisement is gone now The thing that confused me was the fact that you know how he returned from under the ring and he was all they had the burnt face, the burnt bodysuit he was wearing. He didn't yep. have that at Mania. Like his he, mask was upgraded and his suit was kind of back. It's like, wait a minute, you know, 
I thought we were going to yeah. go this whole mummified Jason Voorhees corpse Ooh, style, and we didn't do that. You know, we had yeah. something that was completely different, and I thought, oh. And supposedly that ending, that's how it's actually meant to end. It was planned to end that way. It wasn't a spur-of-the-moment okay. thing. They thought, yep, let's end it that way. So, yeah. Well, as Alan just said, guys, we talked through that entire opening matchup. Good match, though, from what well, I saw. Now, the takeaway from this, now, you can see both Lethal and, and Creed are happy with the win. Eric Young is not. Yeah, he looked Now, a bit because bummed. they'll show the replay of what happened, but this is here, this is the heel turn. This is the seed for Eric Young that would eventually happen. Because you actually don't know heel Eric Young. You know NXT heel Eric Young, Sanity. But this yes. was the opening seeds. This was the planting. I think within the next two months, he was actually a leader of his own group in TNA. What was his team? So his team had British Invasion, so Magnus and yep. Doug Williams. It also had, I think, Kiyoshi, and it also had Davari. And that team itself was called World Elite. Because if you mm. think about it, they all come from a culture. So you got Canadian for Eric Young, Kahoshi, you know, Japanese, Iran, or you know, Arabic there for um, Abul Bashir, and then British Invasion, you know, British. <laughs> and what they well, end up they... doing is... <laughs> Fucking idiot. Fucking hell. <laughs> and what they end up doing is they made themselves their own team. And they end up actually partnering with the main event mafia for a short time. So a massive unit. So who got the pin? So Shelley went for a sunset flip, but as he was pulling him down, Davari held the ropes. And the referee warned him and then kicked his hands off calling ah. him to fall back and then Lethal gets the win but Shelly oh no, uh, Young saw it happen so he's like wait the ref shouldn't have touched him so the ref kind of screwed him oh it's another person another person of culture like me losing wait a minute this I'm fighting for the wrong cause and he would eventually turn on I think it was Jay Lethal in a couple of weeks what do you think of this match L? <laughs> looks interesting oh hey Daniels. So suicide. Daniels versus Suicide tonight for the X Division Championship. This is the longest match on the card, nearly 20 minutes they go. Wait a minute. I, I always thought Christopher Daniels was Suicide. Oh, well, you have to wait. That's how they're playing on your mind now. That's what Don West and all that believe too. Yeah, I always thought, okay, that just took, whoa. Oh, jeez. Joe with the the face tattoo mm, and the cleaver and the, and the cleaver I quit match between AJ Styles and Booker T good matchup very good match and the and uh, <laughs> the main event yeah um okay it's weird seeing Mick with the world title here because I didn't know he he was I didn't know. You didn't know he ever hey. won the belt? I think I saw something on his Twitter a couple of weeks back about it, and then he was talking about when he won the title. But other than that, that's it. Oh, it's earlier today, because I was going to say. So what they're really showing here is that Sting's on a bit of a change of heart. Because this time, last time we covered Sting back in Turning Point, when he defeated AJ Styles to keep the world title, he was full-fledged main event mafia. I want respect, I demand respect. 
where now he's kind of twisting away from that. You know what? I actually need to teach respect the proper way. I need to work with the young talent, get them to appreciate the rest of us as well. So that's him shaking hands with Creed and Lethal. I think it was Jesse Neal. And yes. I think it was might have been... I'm trying to think of who the first person was. It might have been Shannon Moore or someone there. So this is... Oh, Jesus. That match there was the... Um, it's the Monsters Ball from Bound for Glory. So you think how Money in the Bank was always WWE WrestleMania pay-per-view or matchup they would have? Bound for Glory always had the Monsters Ball. Now, get this concept, right? <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> the original idea of Monsters Ball was to actually take the wrestlers involved, take them out of their comfort zone, lock them in a jail for an amount of time, starve them of food, water, and then on the day of the event, you unlock it and you let them loose at each other to have a real war because they're you know they're exhausted they're angry and then they have a bloody fight that was the original idea of the monsters ball and then it simply right. became a fatal four-way hardcore match that sounds very interesting um i just noticed that in that video package um when daphne and abyss were sitting on the couch stephen richards was the psychologist there yep you'll see him here now he's actually coming out to her side here Okay, cool. And this is Daphne from WCW, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Rick Flair, sorry, David Flair's squeeze back in the day with the screaming. I like the hat. That's a nice little top hat, that says. <laughs> she is so pale. I mean, she could bloody give um, Paige a run for her money for being so pale that she is. It's so crazy that Stephen Richards there looks like Stephen Richards now. Like, if you see him on Vince Russo's podcast, he looks identical. The same ponytail, and this is 11 years ago. He looks identical, same weight. He's a very fit guy. So, what's this about? How did we get here, okay? She doesn't have a scream anymore. She used to get high-pitched, as. So, how this all worked is that Abyss was actually seeing Dr. Stevie about calming him down, his aggression and his anger problems that he has. And if you watch that Monsters Ball footage, it's him doing black hole slams and choke slams and smashing people on tacks. Now, he's trying to say that, Daphne, you know, you need to be able to transition your anger into her. We want her to be the next person. We want her oh. to use the tacks. And he's like, I don't want her to do that. But I want, well, you know, Abyss, no, 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 listen, you're the child, you need to give it to her. And Taylor Wilde herself is just a target of that aggression of Daphne. Very good talent, former knockout champion, and recently returned to Impact Wrestling only a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Cool. So this is a hardcore knockout match. Well, first ever Monsters Ball women's match. In other words, it is a hardcore. Pinfall can be in the ring, but not outside. But all weapons are legal. Okay. And we've got Earl Hebner as our referee. You trip over or? Talking to his sleeve. <laughs> Was he selling shirts at this time too? Oh, Alan. What? T and R. Damn it. <laughs> it's alright. T and E. Tur Total non-stop Earl. <laughs> Total non-stop Earl. <laughs> Just, yeah. What does that mean? T 
T-N-E, Total Nonstop Earl. And then, and then, and then to make Dave. a bit of diversity, yeah, they got Dave to come in. They got TND, and then, yeah, we'll share him out, guys. That's right. So, Biss is not even wrestling tonight. He's actually being a manager here. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And Stevie Richards is not wrestling? No, they're in the corner of Daphne. In a Monsters Ball match. <laughs> yes, L. So, this is no disqualification. So what's stopping them from getting in the ring and, you know, like, ending it like that? Answer. Um, I'll try. They want her to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee. They want her to give it a go. (laughs) They want to prove that they need no man, no man alive, she could do it all by herself, right? I will say we're probably already past the halfway point. This one's nearly finished. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it goes for three minutes and 33 seconds. I'm glad they used all the weapons so they brought them out. Oh, jeez. I will say, though, the actual move to finish it and the, and the would you say, the performance of that move isn't the best yeah. and leaves a confusing taste in your mouth about what the hell, how this actually ended and... I think Earl counts it, but I still don't think he was sure, am I meant to count that bit? Okay, that's the ending, is it? Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. And oh, this is bat- not tight... Oh, no, bat- batter up. That's a hockey stick right there. Jeez. No, no championship, because uh, I think Angelica Love is defending her title against Awesome Kong tonight. That's right. I saw that in the upcoming um, Tale of the Tape. That's uh, interesting. What are you doing, Earl? What the... Oh, Dr. Stevie. He's Dr. Stevie. And Abyss is now... He, he doesn't work for um, Impact anymore, does he? He's no, a, ag- uh, yeah, agent of WWE. He's a stooge, isn't he? For the uh, for Vinnie Mac. Well, I think he's also been writing a few things also. Here's, here's the ending here. This is the move to finish the match. Tell me what you think of this. That looked like that hurt. It's yeah. definitely all right. One, two, three. And that's it. Um, yeah, and I actually think right. he's he's working for the company and actually also doing some actually producing of matches, I've heard, as well. Okay. Mm. Oh, what's going on here? Uh, okay. Why is, he, why is he going to do? Why is he pulling up his sleeves? Is he going to hit a woman? Yeah, well, well he's was... not done. Well, you know, we, you're meant, Daphne, you're meant to take her out. You're meant to hurt her. Well, I guess I have to hurt her now. Oh, jeez. Oh, he's saying no to the weapon? There's a lot of guys in the crowd going, Yeah! Hit a woman! Hit a woman with a stick! <laughs> There's some dudes in the... One with a red shirt and a black shirt behind the bus is like, uh, there's no need for a black bag. I know what that's. I know what's in there. Oh, it's got a snake in it. <laughs> a little one. <laughs> it's got a bloody snake in it, mate. Oh shit! There's no need for this. Yep. Thumbtacks away. <laughs> well, you can't do this to a lady. Come on, the best. What are you doing, big man? But uh, he's saying, no, no, no. I don't want you to do it, Daphne. I want a beast to do it. 
Get over here, you big bitch. <laughs> Alan. That's what I would do. Smack him. Come on. Get in here, you little piece of... No? Don't make me ask it twice. Get in here. Get in here, you fuck. <laughs> He's always got his prison gear on, you know. Uh, Abyss, you know. Park. Yeah, because he was Joseph Park and he was put into the asylum. And that's where Stevie became his, yeah, his lead therapist during that time. Ooh. But this is the beginning of the breakaway. This is the breakaway that we're starting to see. Everything ah. is there. Hey, I'm about to break. He's thinking Lincoln Park over there. Yes, I was, sir. Yes. Oh, I've got the belt. I'm going to spank you on the bottom. Pull your pants down. Do it. In front of him. Pull him down. Make him <laughs> Oh, shit, here we go. There's no need for this. It, it, oh, it's... Who's this? So Lauren's the one that conducts all the interviews. She's actually close friends with Taylor Wilde. They used to go to college together. Thanks, Mike, today. <laughs> I bet they kissed. No. They, Whoa, they probably shit. got... Oh! He's taken them clean, too, with his belt. I said take her out. Oh. Someone's having a change of heart. Stevie Richards is going to die. Move the bell. Oh. Oh. Choke slam by Abyss. Stevie lands on the tacks and the leather belt. He's always ripping out his hair. He's like old Mick Foley style. Old, um, yeah. Tank. Well, the comparison is like Kane and Mankind. He's, they mm. would call Abyss. He's a merger of both. Oh my, oh my god, Stevie's bleeding. Hmm. <sighs> TNA, to, we use real tax. To really sell it tonight, wear a white shirt, Stevie. <laughs> and a top. I mean, <laughs> hey, not gonna lie, that's a really good idea to do it, to sell the blood, but this is TNA, we use real tax. We don't use little thummy ones that WWE do. My name's Jeff Jarrett. The reason why I'm not I'm the first champion is my daddy. I have a championship. Everything I worked for Every, all, all the company I've ever been in has gone out of, out of the business. <laughs> I spent my all day working hard on the go. With the hands on the clock, that has been spinning too slow. I can't wait to be with my baby tonight. Fuck you. <laughs> Here's a question. How yeah, many sure. times do you think he was NWA World Heavyweight Champion? Um... 17 times. Get out. Six. <laughs> 17. That's my number. I'm all in, Mick Foley. I am so that's when, that's when Foley said to him, I want your shares in the company. That's what I want from you, though. So put, put them up. What are you putting on the line of this match? I want ownership. So, again, if anyone pins Jarrett, they get his shares and they co-own the brand. Jeremy Bordash, the Bordash, the Dash, the Ball. This is really weird, this thing he does here. He's telling you that um, we have a special announcement that three names are coming to the Impact Zone. Two are new women wrestlers and one's a new male wrestler. But you know what? I'm not going to tell you now 
But if you actually go to our mobile number, we'll tell you there. It will cost you a dollar uh, seventy-five <laughs> or spoilers. <laughs> or you could just watch the show and be surprised. But we want you to text eight one six seven six. Standard text message rates apply. You send a message and it's like, ha ha ha, fuck you, watch the show. We got your this money now. Little bitch. Little, and then the finger. Yeah. <laughs> the bird. When I had the vision about being TNA, Daddy, I said, Daddy, what do you want to do? And let's start a company. Let's go against Vince. And hopefully we'll kick his ass. And I think we did. What do you think, too? Like, both these guys aren't there now. No, they're working for the Vince, aren't they? Mm, like, Hall of Famer for Jeff Jarrett, and he's done some backstage stuff. And I don't know if he's an agent, but I know, I I know he, he has been backstage doing a few things. And I think Bordash, I think he's more involved in the website, the social media stuff is more what he's involved in um, when he's working there now, so... question from a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago I don't know if we've ever found out who really did it or who done it who was the person that sent the black bag of claws to Mickey James <laughs> they revealed the dude they told who it was oh who was it uh, it wasn't a talent that we would know it wasn't a person oh. we would know it was just some, <laughs> it's some it was Cockstain Dave that's his nickname around the office Cock and Stain. So, you know, good on you, Cock Stain, Dave. He's no longer inv- employed at this business anymore. But how bad is that other people jumped on board saying, yeah, I got the same last year. Oh, yeah, that happened to me five years ago. Oh, yeah, that got me ten years ago. Like, Beth Phoenix put it up there. Maria put it up there as well. And you're like, oh, my God, this is more than an isolated incident. More apologies are coming. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, now it's time for you to try and figure it out, Al. How are they both in the same place at the same time? Question. Why does Christopher Daniels look like um, Paul Ellering? (laughs) That handlebar moustache is interesting, I must say. He's one of my favourite talents. I've always enjoyed Daniels. Like, we actually got a chance to see him live, didn't we, Al? We saw him come and wrestle down here against Jay Lethal when uh, Daniels was the Ring of Honor champion. They had a match down here as a part of the Road to House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer's promotion that would eventually come down here. And great matchup. What, 100 people in the, what, uh, where were we? Was it Natawanning or Mitchum Community Hall? And they yeah, put on like a nearly 30, 40-minute matchup. Very good match. That's right. Um, wait a minute, who... I always thought they were the same dude, and now we're going to get a match for the X Division Championship. Is this going to be with cables up the top so they can climb? No, just a normal single matchup. But that's the X Division. <laughs> Not every match is an X Division X match. Should be. It, it should be because that's what type of title it's, it's, it represents. Oh, okay, here we go. The X Factor. You're dealing with the X Factors, yeah. The mystery of suicide. Who is he going to mask? You owe me one. You owe me one? What is he well, owe me? It's more that. What are you laughing at? I was just asking. You owe me one. You owe me, you owe me one handy, you understand? 
Still, well, hang on. <laughs> no, it's... Suicide, Daniels are the same person, so you're just doing one to yourself. Well, yeah. No, yeah. it's because when he was about to have his mask pulled off, Daniels came out and helped him. So Suicide said, I owe you one for helping me. Okay. It's right, Paul so this is this is our long, <laughs> Paul Elring. This is our longest match on the card. Now, I might actually talk about Suicide. Do you know Suicide? Have you heard of the character? Do you know much about him? I'm um, really going dark here when you say, do you know what Suicide is? And I'm Don't. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't. I've thought about it a couple of times, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty good now. Thanks. Thanks for asking, Tom. If you guys have any problems, call Helpline. Anyway, you were saying? Well, I'm going to read out about Suicide because I actually remember seeing this character come to life because, again, he was from a video game. What video game? The TNA Impact game. So let me read this out to you. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Suicide was originally created by Midway Games as an original character for TNA Impact, the video game, released on September 9th, 2008. As an original character, Midway had full license to how to use him, (laughs) unlike with other characters who were either trademarked by TNA or by a respective wrestler. The character in the game is voiced by Loki, who also did motion capture for the game and appears as himself. I am Loki. I'm also a piece of shit. And doing that, I've just noticed that he's doing that a lot. Does that mean, like, suicide? Yeah, taking the gun to your head, almost like Borderlands style. (laughs) Suicide! In the game, Suicide is a professional wrestler moving up the ranks of total non-stop action wrestling. When prior to his match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, he is approached by the Latin American Exchange, who tell him to throw the match. Suicide does not comply, and instead goes on to win the title, resulting in him being beaten up beyond recognition by LAX and left for dead in Mexico. Doctors find him alive but suffering from amnesia and aid in his recovery while offering free plastic surgery as well. This allows the player to create their own look for suicide, ah, establishing his new identity in the process. So what do you, what like you think you. about that? That's clever. The current WWE career mode where you make your guy up and there's a pre-done story, but this time you, Alan Harrison wrestler, could be a real guy. You could be. You could have suicidal thought. I mean, you could be suicide. I mean, <laughs> you could be a wrestler named suicidal. Suicide. It's a. All right. Last bit before we finish up, and then I'll keep running. We'll watch this match. Oh. From there, suicide under his new identity, which you can then choose, finds that he has a knack for professional wrestling. After success in Mexico and the U.S. Army base. Kevin Nash recruits Suicide for the TNA roster. After conquering the X Division and the Tag Team Division, the later of which with Eric Young as his partner, to form the tag team known as Salty Biscuits, LAX kidnaps Young and offers Suicide to go and win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship from Kurt Angle and then drop the title to Jeff Jarrett. After regaining the World Heavyweight Championship, Suicide remembers his past and finds out it was Jarrett who called the hit on him all along. After Nash and Samoa Joe are able to save Young from LAX, 
Suicide gained revenge on Jarrett by defeating him in a match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Take that, Hollywood. Has that happened in the game? Yeah, that's the story mode. Have you played the game? Yeah, I used to have it. You poor thing. (laughs) Here we go. I'll give you this, though. The graphics were really cool. The controls were difficult because you actually used the olive sticks. You didn't use, like, X circle triangle square for grapple you would mm. use the actual olive stick to clinch and then do a power move it actually had it on playstation 3 so it's similar to the say uh ufc games yeah yep. okay okay cool oh geez yeah so it came out on ps2 ps3 xbox 360 and nintendo wii okay cool the more you know there's some story time with tom there guys just for you Sorry about that. So here we go. How did he eventually get here? During every episode of TNA's primary TV program, Impact, after April 14th, 2008, the words, whoissuicide.com, flashed on the screen for less than a second. On the website, it showed that suicide was being taken from the game to real-life TV. At final resolution, Suicide made his debut by attacking Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley. So looking at this match, think of the talent roster, the X Division, who do you think might be under that mask that would work really, really well with Daniels? Uh, Kazarian? You are correct. Thought so. So this, this version here is Kazarian. Thought so. I was watching him... Um some of the manoeuvres he was just doing down on the ground and yeah, <clears throat> pardon me I see a lot of Kazarian right there well he's actually being played by seven different people during his time question, was there ever yep. a lady was there ever a lady suicide? no there wasn't then what's the point? <laughs> well what do you, what, you want diversity do you? yes, always Okay. well they always. didn't do it then that's bullshit they haven't had, like, a masked character for a while, a masked female character in a while. Hey, yeah, like you're Mexico, right. Like, Mexico, you get that. Mexico, you get it, but not really a lot over here. Like, they've got, what's it, um, is it Adbian or something in AEW, that one that spits red blood everywhere? She's a bit of a crazy one. Yeah, she's, <coughs> she's, a, she's a zombie. But then mm. I think also, too, like, sort of the Day of the Dead, Thunder Rosa style, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd just let her just smack me around. It'd be great. No comment. Yeah, I'd be up for it. Bit of a smash bottom. So it says here, Franky Kanzerian played the character in 2008 and 2010. Daniel did most of 2009, except for this match here because he's wrestling. Uh, oh, we thanks. had Ki- <laughs> Kiyoshi played him in 2010. Now, this is the one that played him probably the most and across different years was actually TJ Perkins or TJP, as we knew in WWE. He also oh, played cool. the character. So he played it in 2013 to 2016 and again from 2020 to 2021, but he also changed his name. I think the idea of using suicide as a name was a little bit, ugh, so we need something different. So they called him the name Manic. Cool. So TJP was actually playing Manic before he got signed to the Cruiserweight Classic. 
that he would eventually go on to win the WWE Cruiserweight title, I think, defeating Grand Metalik, I think, in that yes. uh, tournament a number of years ago. And then, yeah, I think the character, I think Jonathan Grisham was the next suicide. Caleb Colony took over and also Zachary went. So different people in TNA have played him, but probably the most known is what Daniels, Kanzarian and TJP. The more you know, guys, I had no idea about this and here we go. Because again, I was very much at this time, well, I don't know, I think at this time I was to, in 20, 2009, really, I don't think I was even watching wrestling like religiously. I was mainly just a WWE guy. Didn't really have any idea what the other company was doing at this time. So if you were watching WWE at this time period, you were watching Judgment Day, which was Edge versus Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight Championship, Randy Orton versus Batista for the WWE title, Cena versus Big Show, Umaga versus Punk, ECW champion Christian versus Jack Swagger, Morrison versus Benjamin, and Rey Mysterio defending the IC title against Chris Jericho. Rey Mysterio is a former IC champion. Yeah, didn't you know that? Like I said, I wasn't. I don't think mm. I was at this time. I don't think wrestling was not even on my radar. I, yeah, I think he's a two-time. I think two-time champ. No idea. Yep. Okay. Cool. And you said well, I think. Well, raise a grand, a grand slam because he's a former WWE champion. He had it for one night. That's right. The world yeah. title, and then he won the world heavyweight belt. He's a what, former tag champion, IC US. I think he's won everything. Yeah, he's a grand slam and a um, and a Royal Rumble winner as well. Oh yeah, too. true. Yeah. That's the one thing. Like when I think about grand slam, like wrestlers, and like Kurt Angle always stands out for me as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But the one thing he can't put his name down was a Royal Rumble win. True. Yeah, you know, like WrestleMania main events, King of the Ring, Six Man Hell in the Cell, Classics at Mania, you know, Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, WWE champ, world champ, everything, but never won a Royal Rumble. He could do it. if Back in the day, if they wanted him to, he could, like... Well, well the he... closest he got was the one in 03 with Triple H yes. when he won. Yeah. Oh, look out. We're looking for a tombstone. Counter here Struggle by Dale. Nope. Struggle straight. Okay. Um. <laughs> what the? Oh. <laughs> That's the... We decide to stop talking, and then we decide to watch the match, and we see a... Yeah. A botch. What are you doing, a Kaz? What are you doing, Kaz? <laughs> what are you doing? What's going on here? Oh, that's a great follow-up. There's even an actual AEW botches website, like Twitter page I noticed the other day too, that just focuses on AEW mistakes. There's been a been a fair few lately, and well, in the wrestling world, I must say, um, I very much a couple of weeks ago very much enjoying the uh, the WrestleMania botchamania, uh, WrestleMania 37. I found that very entertaining. I was watching WrestleMania with my daughter and she watched when Mandy Rose fell. <laughs> my daughter goes, she fell over and starts giggling. Like, and I'm like, you have your dad's humor, don't you? You laugh when someone falls. I like she said, you. the girl fell on her bottom. I'm like, yeah, she did fall. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit of a sicko when that happens. When anybody gets hurt, you're like, you fell over, what a dig it. Bob Backland, man. Bob Backland slipping over that Hall of Fame. Priceless. 
And then there was yeah. that funny text I sent you that my daughter says to me during Braun Strowman's entrance. Um, toot, toot, here comes the Braun train. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, uh, no. Yeah, but that's something something bullshit you would say as a grown man and expecting <laughs> us to laugh at you in the group chat. And, you know, when a child does it, it's perfectly fine. It's quite cute. But, you know, with a top-nod binhead man, says shit like that you have to ask him to to leave it's not a bin here i tie my hair lower now i don't tie it up high i'm not one of those fellas mm. yet <laughs> alan no <laughs> it's happened check it out next podcast guys open your I door l <laughs> you, you <laughs> sorry about that you're all right give it a hug come on you're coughing like that. If you cough near me like that, I'm headbutting you. And you'll catch oh, the cold too. You'll Alan. catch the cold too, Alan. You're, you're close to my face. You'll get it as well, shithead. And talking about headbutts and potentially being killed, I watched Mortal Kombat yesterday. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I... Alan and I used to talk offline about the fatalities in MK11. And we get them. We get them in MK, the film. Uh, I love it. Fantastic movie. I want to say it again. Uh, it's definitely a good introduction. You don't have to go in knowing a lot, and it also sets it up for potential stuff coming up after. So I, very good. Like, get out there and see it, guys. I like how you said that. You don't have to get... Oh, jeez, Codebreaker. Yep, Shelly. Look at the selling there, boys. <laughs> Suicide. Wee. Wee. Um... A wet colleague of mine actually saw it the other night too, and uh, he doesn't know anything about the video games. Um, like he never was. He told me, "Is when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to play them." And um, and yeah, he said he absolutely loved it with the violence. It was fantastic. I'm like, I needed to go and see it myself. It's a good film. I saw it at reading for about seventeen bucks, and I think there was seven people in the cinema when I saw it. Like it was really quiet. So if you've just no, seen what happened there, guys, Daniel's won the championship. So the interference from Shelley and Sabin led to Suicide taking the codebreaker, and then a roll-up by Daniels wins the belt, but now Daniels is having a bit of a change of heart. You know, wait a minute, you know, Shelley and Sabin really shouldn't have been out here. They took him down. I want a clean match. You know, what can we do to fix this? Look at Saban hugging did, him. I love you. Why did he hug him? <laughs> to stop him from turning round. What would you have oh, yeah. done to, to stop the referee? Because I know Tickle. what I would have done. Well, what? Tickle the balls. I would have said I would have grabbed the front of the belt. Like, the front of the knot bits. Grab, no, you're not turning around. Even though yeah, their just, torso can still turn, but, yeah. Just grab him by the head and kiss him. <laughs> grab their belt, grab their head, pull him in. Don't turn around yet. Uh, right, yeah. What? Let's just hear what Daniels has to say, please. And then we'll go back to what I was talking about. With I don't want to talk about that at all. <laughs> just drop it. Move on. What do you think of the costume of Suicide? Uh, it's very Mexican style. It's uh, very much a creative wrestler style as well, too. You end up you know, having... The, the, the eventual change, it ended up becoming like a darker shade of red. And then when TJP did Manic, he actually removed the the, the bodysuit wasn't there. It was more ring attire. 
and it was a half mask. So you could actually see okay. his actual mouth, and you could see the hair as well coming at the top. So you get in like overtime. A, a, um, a Spider-Man costume you get in the games. The um, mm. like uh, I can't really put. My, I think it's a from the Spider-Man game. It's like the big bulky one, like a uh, like the Electro Spider-Man's type of fight back one. I don't know. I can't put my finger. Oh, on the it. Electro, the Electro Power Suit from Amazing, oh, the uh, Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a. Oh, okay. And I love how Daniel's requested five minutes extra, and the referee simply did it. They didn't need to ask any authority figure in TNA. Can we extend matches? Well, who's the boss here? I think Jarrett was. Jarrett? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a busy night tonight, so he's got a little bit too much on his mind. He doesn't really care about a X division match for an extra five minutes. <laughs> Plus, that main event's not going to go for a long time anyway. All those dudes are old. Ooh. When was the first time you reckon you saw Daniel Zell? Wrestle. Like, first time you remember seeing him in a matchup. Or first time seeing him. I know you would have saw him in Beyond the Mat when he's in the background there, when he was having his tryout. But would it have been the TNA? Because you wouldn't yes. have watched any ROH with him there. I'd be honest with you, the only time I ever see, like, ROH is if it's on my feet, my Twitter feet, mm. on my feet. Um, other than that, no. I um, never really knew about him until I actually got to see him wrestle, which was fantastic. Well, he was originally at the start of TNA with that Triple X team. It was the team of Alex Skipper and Loki. And what they had multiple matchups, Ultimate X, and he was the one, I think, that was in the Ultimate X where the belt fell down and he caught it, I think, from memory. Yeah. Yep. So that made him the champion, or did he have to just go back, put it back up? Well, it was like that time they did where the X kept falling. They just rematched it on Impact. Yeah. And that was at bound. One. That was at bound for glory. That was their WrestleMania that year, and the the X just kept falling every time they would pull the cable. The X would swing, 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 and then drop. Could you imagine oh. Money in the Bank and having the briefcase fall at WrestleMania? They they would never do that. It just shows that you know the WWE is so like have its picture perfect style of what mm. they wrestling. There is no way they would allow that to happen. So this is an extra five minutes. So if, if there's well, no the time, the, there is a timer. The timer pops up soon. So if Daniels were to not get the pin, then Suicide would keep the belt. So it's really up to Daniels to win the match. You know, either yeah. way, Suicide. If he doesn't get the pin, he still retains. So okay. it isn't a draw. Well, it will be a draw, but in the draw, the champ retains the belt. So it's really up to Daniels. He's got. I think the clock said one fifty-seven on the Titantron screen. Um. So yeah, he's got a minute to try and get the the win now. Okay, but he's not going to win, is he? Well, he could surprise you. Well, we could have a t- nah, our first title right. change. You've already just told me that it's going to end in a. Um... You already told us what happened, so it's okay. <laughs> I said if it ends in a draw. Yeah, I, didn't I know. Say when it ends. You can't lie. You're a bullshit. You're a bullshit liar. So you just told us straight <laughs> up what's going to happen. So let's just. 
press the fast forward button and move to the next match, hey? I love how you called me, you're, you're a bullshit. Yeah, you're a bullshit. <laughs> Not a bullshit artist. You're just a piece of bullshit. You see that doll there, look? That's Tommy there, look. <laughs> you see that cute? Bullshit. That's Uncle there, look. He's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, you're he. right, Dad. Yeah. yeah yeah, don't talk to him anymore, alright? Yeah, don't, from... don't touch it, don't touch it. Move back from don't it. Touch... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long one, guys. And the other day, too, when I caught up with Alan and I saw his young fella, I said, oh, when are you going to start growing your hair like Uncle? And he goes, no thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, very... what? You serious? He goes, no, I like my hair the way it is. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, he's you been, might change been, your mind. <laughs> he's been very, he's he's very polite about that. So he's not like me, thank goodness. Well, he would tell you the f right off. Lucky my son doesn't do that. Who's the referee? Rudy Charles. Is he? Was he in? He wasn't in WCW, was he? No. No. You probably wouldn't remember him from the Slammiversary show. He was the referee in that one. The one when Jarrett won. He was the one that got pushed. Probably. No. What <laughs> What's the Slammiversary? <laughs> I know what the Slammiversary is, but I don't remember the show. Right, time check out. Where are you at for people thinking up? Uh, I... <laughs> An hour and four minutes, I think. But it says on my one, uh, 64.15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for, for me, you want to know my time, people? I'm at one hour and no, four no. twenty-eight. Yep, 64. That's what it says on my clock. That really is the Borderland poster pose with the gun yeah. to the head. Oh, look out. They're security dudes, what the... Yeah, I, I don't want to be behind Kurt Angle if he's doing that. You're doing really well, Kurt. Thanks, mate. <laughs> There's a marijuana leaf behind, a fern behind those security guys there too. I don't know if you noticed that. Come on, guys, cheer. What the... USA! Okay, mate. Oh, they cut the dreads there of uh, Awesome Kong in that promo. Well, they did. Alright, I will have to... I'll be a bit quiet for a moment because I need to plug up my phone because I am dying and I need some power. So I shall return. No worries. Alright guys, so up next we have our uh, knockout championship matchup. So we've actually got Angelica Love defending her championship against, I think, the former champion, Awesome Kong. I think she did win the title, I think, last year because I think at the Turning Point show that we covered she was the champion which was a tag match that they did I think it was Raka Khan and Kong against might have been Roxy and Taylor Wilde I think it was a pretty quick matchup but um, yeah beautiful people uh, really good tag team enjoyed their time in TNA they had probably a few different incarnations I think Madison Ryan was also a part of the team uh, no Madison Rain was her name also, I think one of the Von Erichs, I think it was Lacey Von Erich, also joined the team. But probably the most known version 
I would probably say is just yeah, Velvet Sky and Angelica Love, and I do think they were former knockout tag team champions, I believe, at some time in their career. Um, while Alan's not here, and this next match is about to start, I might actually give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors. Now, guys, this is a chance for you to get some really good deals, and the first one is a great partner of ours, which is called Rogue Energy. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focal supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. Now, if you go onto rogueenergy.com and use the promo code 2702, you actually get 10% off all products. So if you're wanting to buy some of their flavored shakes, if you want to buy, you know, they've got what blueberry and blackberry and apple and orange, a range of different flavors. There comes in really awesome um, size tubs. I know Alan's actually a frequent user of Rogue Energy. So again, use our code 2702 at checkout and you'll get 10% off. Uh, number two is Luxie.com. So Luxie can enhance your performance with the Anahol grips for controllers. Uh, these grips can be used on PlayStations, Xbox, and Switch. So if you're looking at actually putting some comfort into your fingers while you're gaming, uh, go into Luxie.com, use the promo code BRO247. So that's B-R-O-247 to get 15% off. And one last one before we do the other shout-outs toward the end is TriumphChairs.com. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. And today, if you actually visit TriumphChairs.com and use the promo code BRO247, you get 5% off. So it's a great deal there, guys. They have a range of different desk chairs. I've been actually keen on possibly buying one of these, just organizing the shipping and stuff like that. But that is triumphchairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 at checkout and you get a total of 10% off products. So that's Rogue Energy, Luxie.com and also Triumph Chairs. And we'll also give a shout out to our other sponsors, Clinch Gaming, Player One Coffee and also Victorious Eyewear later on as the show progresses. You're back, El. Hey, uh... What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a nice belt. That's a very nice championship you've got there. It's the cameraman. I, I, I'm a cameraman. I like to film. Well, they didn't do it with this one because she's scared to compete. She's not coming in confident in her championship defense. Hey, we got a Slick Johnson in the house. What's that Is sign that... say in the front row there? It's... I came to see Angelica Love knock out Kong. See that yellow sign? Mm-hmm. What the... I don't see Kong getting knocked out by Angelica Love, people. Is that... Is that the referee Slick Johnson? That's Mr. Slicky, yep. What? You call him that, do you? I do, when I DM him. Uh, they, don't hello, go through they don't go through anymore, but... Blocked. You're still blocked, are you? <laughs> Hey, hey, Slicky. Damn it. Yeah. Um, I get blocked by Conrad Thompson. Tom gets blocked by Slick Johnson. Are you still blocked by Conrad? Still blocked. He will not. Show him a message and saying, please. I actually did one to add free shows. And I said, please, please pass on to Conrad to unblock me. Nothing. Uh, did they to... Did they see your message? Because you can have a, you can do scenes. Sometimes they don't probably check them. They probably get too many DMs. So, so add free shows. Where else you go? Went to every. Uh, Tony Schiavone twenty four. 
nothing. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, nothing. Arn, the Arn Show, nothing. And uh, I even did uh, Dave Silver, and nothing. Well, you know what you have to do, don't you? What? Make another account and follow him? <laughs> no. Oh, good. Because I'm not doing that. Jump on flights, type in Alabama, work out how much it costs, get it's a loan dog. from the bank, off you go. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I think I might, I actually dug my own grave for actually some of the shit that I was actually, you know, um, agreeing with some of the people, some real toxic assholes, the people on Twitter about it and about Bruce's show because, you know, um, it was... Um, about when Bruce was not dropping his shows properly. Mm. And, oh, my God. Ooh. Um, yeah. So, I dug my own grave, and now I have to lay in it. I just think, explain to you, Mrs., just say, Dar- darling, don't, uh, i got to go. i got to fly out. i got to meet him. I've got to say it to his face, and then I'll come home. I'll come home soon. I've just got to go know, talk to him. Do you know there's a COVID thing going on, right? It's a worldwide COVID nineteen. Is a what? Is a what? What's a COVID? What's well, a COVID? Yeah. It's COVID nineteen. The virus. I heard. What's? I thought it was um COVID. COVID. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. COVID nineteen. Why are you what? saying it weird? I haven't heard of it before. COVID. You're thinking oh, COVID nineteen. Uh, sounds like a sounds like a, a boy band. Confident nineteen. I'm not saying confident. I'm saying COVID. You muppet. What? So what? So what? So that's an issue, is it? What's What's it doing though? Who's it affecting? It's worldwide, and I'm not talking about Charles O'Neill worldwide. I'm talking about it's worldwide. Like it's, you know. Do you remember last year? This is the reason why we're not meeting up anymore. You can still fly to America, can't you? You just hop, hop out, you know. You can't. He's saying you can't go. I can't. There's a reason why we we don't do this show like this. We do it like this way now. Where I talk to you on my phone because of COVID. Because we can't leave the house. We can't leave the state. We can't leave the country right now and head over to America and apologize to a man on Twitter because I I agreed with some dickheads. Well, you, you can go. You're just told not to go. Like, you shouldn't go. You're frowned upon to go. But well, if you I, wanted to fly the plane there, you're allowed to. I don't have a, pi- a pilot license, so why am I going? Um, well, I, uh, I actually want to become a pilot, side note. I've been talking about wanting to fly a plane. That's something my I wife ask. and I... I I'm ask. just going to say, because... No, I'm just going to say, if I get it soon, I could fly you. We could, we could fly together... And we can TBK in the plane. I don't know how far it is to get to America in a plane. I know there's a little one. But we can TBK all the way there. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? It's TBK in up in the sky. I just got a belly button pierced. I was going to say who? Kong? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember her WWE name when she was there? Karma. Yes. Wow, what a great shot. 
had a pretty small stint too. Like, I don't think she did a lot after that Royal Rumble debut, and I think she had a couple of matches. Didn't end up winning a belt at all, but yeah. Didn't they do a storyline where she she was pregnant or something? No, yeah, well, she actually be, she became pregnant during her tenure, and they just wrote the character out. They didn't announce anything. They just said, okay, well, we can't use you. Okay. <coughs> have you seen her interview, you know, where they have the um, the wrestlers, they come and they, on the YouTube special, they have, like, the shoot interviews about her? Ah, uh, well, I know the one you're talking about, yep. With, she talks about Tony um, Tony Atlas. And um, yeah. what's the comment that he says? Oh, something about pretty, pretty. Oh, pretty cheeks on my face. She says that, <laughs> and she then she. Oh God, she got sprayed in the eye. Oh, count it. Angelica Love retains the championship. She sprayed her in the eye with her deodorant spray, uh, uh, and then the manager got knocked down, oh, and then Angelica steals it. What are you? Deodorant spray. Hairspray? I don't know. Deodorant spray? He got it with the roll on. Rolled on in the eye. Like this. And then she fell down. <laughs> Wait, she no, it's not wet yet. I've got to roll it a bit first. <laughs> got to roll it a bit. Here we go. It's all wet. Come here, Kong. Look out. Ah, what the oh. hell? That was all avalanche with just chest only. No arms. She could do that to me any time. <laughs> Get back up, you run again. I'll chop off the ropes, I'll do it. Slick Johnson needs to sit down. Needs to move away. As he's very shot. animated, isn't he? <laughs> oh my god. It, it, he's like a... He's like a Bugs Bunny character. He's like Daffy Duck on crack. <laughs> I think it was the previous year he used to wear the shorts when he would referee. When he when he was in WCW, mm. he had the shorty short shorts. With the shirt with the shirt tucked into the shorts with his like white runners on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, go on. Don West, you get in there and do something about it, mate. Well, this was an interesting time for Don West because this was his heel turn. So, you know, you think of like TNA, they were always two-faced announcers. You would always have them going for the good guy. This was the, the Don West going for the heel now, which added a different thing to the table now. So throughout the night, he'll be doing things going for the face or going for the heel, where today's like, what are you talking about? Like, this was also his eventual turn because he would actually become a manager as well of a few talents. Really? Don West yeah. did, did. So he did yeah. the Bobby Heenan style. Ah, um, mm. oh, okay. And that's that when um, Taz came in and started doing working with Tanae? Yeah, I think Taz would have came in at least in the 2010s, around that period. And they were there for quite a number of years until one day today was told, we actually don't need you. You know, we're going to try something a bit different. And it was one of those, okay, thanks. But yeah, you're not needed on Monday next week. Like it wasn't like we're going to do a celebration to say thank you. It was just, you're not needed and you'll get paid, but we're just not really needing you right now. I think Taz did a shoot about it. And he was so surprised, like today had been there longer than me. And it was just like, okay, we're moving on. We're focusing on, you know, maybe Josh Matthews coming up, a new person coming in. And I don't think he's even done anything since then. He just stopped, stepped away altogether. Shivani talks about him 
quite a bit on his on a couple of his shows he does and um, yeah he he really sort of goes oh yeah we we talk but that's about it nothing else mm. so he's very so still very private about you know about his life so we have uh, the stinger on the screen now how do you think he went with his uh his AEW wrestling debut a couple of weeks ago in the warehouse there against Team Taz with Derby? Made me uh, my la- it made me laugh too when we were watching that in our group chat. I went, "Oh, it's a movie!" And without a beat, Julian writes to us, "Dude, he's nearly sixty-five years old, or fi- whatever age he is. Yeah, and he's not allowed to wrestle." Yeah, of course it's going to be a movie, dickhead. I was like, okay. But they're just... Yeah, I, I thought we were going to see it in the ring, but again, we, mm. saw, it, we saw a cinematic match. Um, so... It was, it was just, a very Hollywood choreographed scene, wasn't it? Like, multiple camera angles, shifting of cameras, different levels of the building. I wouldn't even say it was Hollywood. I would say mm. it's very... B grade movie style. I think that's what they were going for. It's like the old days of like a uh, a late uh, an early Quentin Tarantino movie mm-hmm. or that type of style. It's meant to. It was meant to look dark and gritty and you know uh, unpredictable. Where WWE, when they do those cinematic matches, it's meant to look like Hollywood. And I think it was good. Like I think eventually it looks like they're leading towards a possible match between. What is it, Lance Archer and Sting? You know, with Jade the Snake Robertson there. I know they've been planting the seed for a little bit. Um, they might be separating Sting from Darby and make Sting do something. And we also haven't talked about Christian. What do you think of that coming in? Did you call that one? Um, no, no, I didn't think Christian would join the um, quote unquote the enemy uh, as wrestling. You know. WWE would call them. I don't think they do because they've changed their days on Tuesday now. This is not competition anymore. We're just being mm. friendly with wrestling. Um, but yeah, I never thought Captain Charisma was going to be jumping on the show there and getting a win a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, it seems it's going to be a gradual push. I think, like, let's not chuck him in the main event scene right away. Like, he did front Kenny Omega a few weeks ago and say, I'm coming for that. But let's not, like, book it at the next show. He gets a title shot. Like, let's talk about, you know, All Out September. Like, let's go for that. You know, yeah. we're still only April now. We've still got a lot to go to that point. Let's tell those stories. Let's tell them over each week. Let's not rush to the point. Let's get Sting. Like, let's get, you know, Christian Evans some more matches, and then eventually we can do it. And side note for our next match up here between Kevin Nash and Samoa Joe, we get the match again. We covered this at Turning Point last year. We do. We do. And we did kind of shit on uh, that match because uh, it was a pretty sloppy matchup. And was it Kevin Nash won by a low blow? Yeah, yeah. kicking the dick. In the tail of the tape, who was the girl behind Kevin Nash? Uh, I believe from memory she was the winner of one of the Survivor TV shows. And it was a bit of cross-promotion between TNA and... I think it's Jessica McCona or McCaster or something like that. Where is she, she now? She was... She was one of the ones that I think she wrestled, I think it was uh, Charmel, and it was one of the worst matches in TNA history. It was a real bad matchup. Like, fans are just cringing. There's lots of mistakes. 
and it's like minus five stars in terms of how it went but she was more like let's bring her in from survivor let's put her with kevin nash and she can just be the female with Charmel in the main event mafia team yeah but where is she now she's not even on here uh well from memory i don't think she even appears <laughs> but you saw her in the nah oh well tna cross so the look line at, look at this fella coming down hey he's got the raincoat on it's just a different <laughs> color <laughs> And talking about releases, holy shit, eh? About Joe, what do you think about that? Um, I think it was probably a good time for him to go, and uh, maybe he's gonna do his recraft, his craft, you know, his wrestling craft again, and maybe we'll hopefully see him wrestle again. I mean, he's a fantastic wrestler; he's a monster. Um, but yeah, um, going back to it, we were going. Because uh, I actually was going to ask you about the releases. I mean, we talked about this last year when the big release happened, and you know we cracked the pops about we're no longer covering 2015. We're only going to do fun shows, and, and had a complaint about it. And this time around, I was like, it, you actually, there's two things about WrestleMania. Now I've noticed is the night after, and the night after was crash bang too hot. But it's the layoffs. You're waiting for the people mm. you're going to estimate your payoff, and then they're showing the door. And it also so, goes down to how much money goes into producing the show itself, like the fireworks, the stages, the hiring of the arena, the talent coming in. You know, Bad Bunny. You know, was it Jake Paul? Like those type of guys, like the Paul guys. Like so much mm-hmm. money goes into bringing them in that yeah. some talent never see that in their career for the company like how much money they can make in one match compared to making that in six months um, and I think it's the thing that always happens it's always within that week of mania that first week that probably the first five days something's about to happen there's some announcement there it's either we need to release these guys to bring NXT guys up now Vince wants to freshen the show up it's a new start for a new year but I think for Joe I've kind of seen a bit of mixture half-half on media that some people think it's good because he can go and reinvent himself. Other people are saying, well, they're not surprised because he's been injured for so long too and that he's been injured a lot in the last few years. Yep. So at a point, you almost become a liability. Like, yep. how can we put you in a program for six months if we don't think you'll get through the first two months? So you're kind of a liability for us as writers we need a backup plan. So sitting there on the announce desk, he was becoming Taz. He was becoming Taz V2 for the WWE. So I think leaving's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I've heard talks of ROH. I've heard talks of AEW. I remember Vince Russo recently spoke in a, another podcast I was checking out saying that he thinks it's a good thing. He thinks Joe, you know, was coming almost like a liability to the company. They couldn't put behind him because he really wasn't doing enough to make himself known. The weight gain seemed to put on quite a bit of weight Mm. during the layoff. Maybe Vince doesn't like that. Vince likes the jacked-up dudes. We've seen that before. John Cena, Lex Luger, Hulk Hogan, Triple H, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. Samoa Joe wasn't that same mold. Hardcore purist fans like you and I see a destroyer. We see ROH Joe, TNA Joe, the guy that come in and just ripped every part in NXT, become a champion. But in the end, Vince doesn't see that. You're not marketable. 
time to move on. What's your take? No, exactly what you just said there. It's just, um, it's a damn shame. I mean, I didn't want him on commentary. Um, It was actually, like, when you did say that, it was like Taz. But again, Taz is okay at commentary for a bit of fun. Mm. Joe was actually, he'd tell you about the moves. I mean, it was early days of Taz when Taz was on SmackDown. And he would start doing his con. He would talk about these particular, you know, submissions. He'd know, understand it. Um, but Joe would do the same thing. He'd give you a bit of information about what these type of moves could do to the body. Um, but like you said, you know, a liability right there. Are you going to get back in the ring? Oh, I haven't really thought about it just yet. So. The- the problem I felt is that when you would see him actually on the announce desk when the card cam was on him and he was talking, I found it really hard to believe him at times because he looks like he wasn't even happy with what he's saying. Like, I'm he's saying what this is telling me. The headset, this isn't me speaking, but when the camera's not on him and he's watching a match, that's where he starts talking. That's where he sells well. Yeah. But I find when the hard cam's on him, you're like, what? This isn't the Joe that... I, I don't trust what he's saying. I don't believe it. And if I don't believe it, I wonder if other people are feeling that way too or if other people feel in the same way. But you know, all the best, you know. But this joke here we're watching now, like you probably haven't yeah. seen this look before that he had here, this look of no. the tattoo on the face, the different attire. This was during where he returned after having some time off mm. and he was calling this the era of violence, Joe, where mm. he was very intense, very brutal, and you can already see some blood there on the head of Kevin Nash. Well, he, he sort of reminds me when he um, when he came to TNA, and sorry, when he came to NXT, how that he was that sort of he was steamrolling everybody mm. to get the uh, team to the championship. Oh, jeez! Do you remember his debut? Um, was it Sami Zayn getting beat up by Kevin Owens? Yep, and he come out on the rampway and stared uh-huh. him down. Yeah, stared down uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, yep. Even Nash taking a blade job here. Hmm. He's struggling a bit, Nash, in this one. I think compared to his match in November that we watched, he's a little bit slower in this one. It's definitely a good war, though. Well, he's selling the moves, I must say. Well, you think like these guys in like this feud here, this has been going now. Like, with this is May 2009. Samoa Joe got turned on by Kevin Nash in October, no, yeah, October of 2008. So that was seven months ago, and they're still going at each other. Well, like you said, Joe has some time off, so now this is the the, uh, the revenge. Well, eventually Taz did come in here. This is when actually, yep. Taz, as you were talked before, you mentioned when did Taz come in. Taz came in around this time because he started managing Joe. That's right. Um, because there was a big turn that happened in June, and you had Taz and Samoa Joe join a team. I won't spoil it for you because we could potentially do something like that in the future to cover that show. Um, but they were pretty good together. I think he managed him to the X Division Championship again, but Joe would not win the world title again during his whole company run. Oh. Last time he had the belt, I believe, was lockdown 2008 when he won the belt and didn't win it again, his entire intention. There we go, man. Nash has got that blade job hard. Mm. Oh, 
not Eddie Guerrero style, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. And talking about blade jobs, what's the most brutal blade job that you reckon you've ever seen in a matchup? Poppy. Probably the Royal Rumble, um, 99, Cactus, uh, Mick, uh, no, yeah, Mick Foley under, under the mask, when, when you see it in... Oh, against the, the Rock, man. yeah. Against the Rock. Actually, because it was funny, because I, um, I followed Conrad on, um, on Instagram, and he actually put, he was in, actually put up a photo of the steel chair, uh, I think he was in one of the the WWE uh, factories or something and he was putting up an old photo or something and they actually had took a photo with the steel chair that The Rock used on Mankind's head and it just the indentation of it um, so probably that, I think another one uh, when I think of Cactus as well uh, the 2000 against Triple H and just not just Triple H being busted open but Cactus as well mm. oh that's it yeah, tracked him out with the Kikita clutch so nice. they really won one in this rivalry, but I think this is one of their last matches that they had. I would probably say my biggest blade, Guerrero's up there, Judgment Day. There was one win, um, I think it was JBL and Cena. Cena got really busted up once, just pouring out his head. Yep. Um, but I also think there was one, wasn't it Roddy Piper or Junkyard Dog? Didn't they have a chain match or something in like the late or early 90s? It was just a bloodbath between those two. Mm-hmm. He's still going. Oh, he's got him by the throat. Oh. Got him in a clinch and a crucifix and just ran him down elbows. The security. What the security going to I know that. Oh, jeez. That one guy just didn't get punched, but just jumped out anyway. He's like, no, I'm leaving. Bye. I'm not. You guys don't pay me enough to get smacked in the head. Jeez, look at his elbows. Yes. This is like this is like Lesnar Orton SummerSlam. Chris Jericho will be out in a minute making a big deal about it. God, that made me laugh when I thought about that. <laughs> Jericho thought, "What are you doing, Lesnar? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Dude, that guy oh. is a friggin' Viking. He will rip your head off." Oh, definitely. I don't know guy. what happened. He just what well, he thought that he was going off script. Like, were they were they just playing a prank on him? Like, were they just rolling up Jericho? Hey, Jericho, you know it's real out there. Really? All right, off I go. I'm going to tell the big beastie uh, shaved gorilla to calm down. Yeah. Okay, mate. Yeah, seriously, you just made me think. Like, no, I would imagine Orton and uh, oh, who's that? Is that Steiner? Yes, it is, yeah. I don't think he's in action at all tonight. So, again, uh, this is the second pay-per-view that we've covered where he hasn't competed. Because Turning Point, he didn't wrestle there. He just kind of came out and stood at the end there with Sting. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash has no idea what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah, get that. Clean that up, man. Oh, here we go. we got Team 3D. So what we have here, so TNA Tag Team Champions were the Dudley Boys, known that as Team 3D. So you had uh, what Bully Ray and also uh, Brother Devon. Now, with this one actually here, this concept came from that Team 3D wanted another challenge. They wanted to determine who are the best tag teams in TNA. You know, we have so many top teams. We've wrestled a lot of them. 
how about we actually find a way to pit them against one another to work out the winner so what they had an actual tournament I think it featured eight teams in total so the winner would get a trophy $100,000 and a match for the tag belts down the line against Team 3D but what you'll notice here beer money are actually faces going into this they're actually returning good guys and they're taking on British Invasion in the final which we have coming up next Sounds like the Crockett Cup uh, from back in the day where they had all the uh, tag teams sort of, uh, you know, all these people teaming together and you, again, you at the end of the day, you get a trophy at the end of the night mm. and actually the, um, I think it was, yeah, $100,000 as well too. And sometimes so, it was actually for the tag belt, so you had the tag belt win and the trophy and the cash. Almost so similar to like the Dusty Classic in the NXT. Mm. And so is one is the TNA title and, and the other one is New Japan? Yeah, so that's the IWGP heavyweight tag team belt. So the Machine Guns have the junior heavyweight. Yes. And, uh, yeah, uh, Devon and Bubba have the heavyweight tag belts. And I think at this time or eventually at some point, you actually, I think it was the year before, Kurt Angle was the world champion of New Japan. And he had that match against Samoa Joe where it was winner take all. It was tag belts, X Division, TNA title and the IWGP heavyweight belt in yep. one matchup. So this again is that working relationship. But this is also during the time when New Japan were quite pissed off at Impact because they did a title change where Team 3D I think either dropped the belts or they won them from the British Invasion. And supposedly New Japan didn't approve of that title change prior to it happening on Impact. So they actually don't recognize that as a title change. But it was one of those things where they, there was some breakdown in communication. Someone didn't talk to somebody. And then it's like, well, no, we don't recognize them as champs. We never did. So if you look at the lineage of the bell, it'll say it. But New Japan doesn't acknowledge that. It's not on their listing. We check American listings, Wikipedia and stuff like that. It notes it. But New Japan doesn't recognize that because they didn't approve. Wow. I don't want to sound like condescending because you know from one chubby brother to another I'm just noticing that uh, Bubba's um, Bubba's on the tubby side on this one I've noticed especially during that video package you know this is before he got really really skinny and started doing mm -hmm. the ace of the um, well, you know where he was teaming up with uh, the Hulk Hogan well I think the aces and eights was around I think it was 11 till about 2012 Yep. And supposedly, I think when Russo was working with him, he remembers he came out and said, I worked with both Bubba and Devon, and we were talking about splitting them again in TNA this time. <clears throat> and the idea being that we want to push Bubba. And Bubba, after hearing that, just went to the gym, changed his diet, personal yes. trainer, and th you know trimmed right down where Devon really didn't do anything. And that's why itself, if you look at the whole aces and eights, Devon was there but didn't get mega pushed. And yeah, Bubba became right. the star, you know, world champion. So here comes 3D. And they're doing commentary, are they? Or are they... I think they're more going to be down at ringside to present the trophy and the check okay. to the winner. Okay. So breaking down the tournament, so Suicide and Amazing Red took on the Machine Guns in the first matchup in the quarterfinal, and that was won by Suicide and Red. British Invasion uh, took on the LAX team, so Homicide and Hernandez, which was won by British Invasion. 
Eric Young and a wrestler by the name of Jethro Holiday. Who do you think that is? Jethro Holiday. No idea. Trevor Murdoch. Ah, okay. Mm. Cool. He's going hard there in NWA. He's he was known as Jethro Holiday during his TNA time. They took on the team of No Limit, which was actually NATO from New Japan. He was actually in this tournament. Oh, crazy. Um, and Eric Young and Hol- Holiday won that one. And then Beer Money defeated Lethal Consequences, so Lethal and Creed. Yes. So then the final four was Suicide and Red were defeated by British Invasion. And Young and Holiday were defeated by Beer Money. And then we get our final here. Look at a young Magnus coming out on the stage here. Yes, uh, Mr. Mickey James. What do you think of his involvement with that? When, when all the bag thing happened, and then he put out a tweet saying, "Hey guys, another box has just arrived in the mail. Just got home. Another box has arrived in the mail. What should I do?" And it's like, "Tell Mickey, uh, open box and do a live recording." <laughs> and it's like all these votes for live recording, mm-hmm. which I don't think he ended up doing it. But it's like another box has rocked up. What should we do? So, no, he's probably just wants to play it safe, you know. Man, he is such a baby face. He is so young. Mm. These dudes are jacked. They're... Well, that big dude, his name is Rob Terry. He was actually probably more known for his stint with Robbie E, which mm. is the fella that's in NXT now. But Robbie T was like a play on the whole Jersey Shore character, mm-hmm. where Robbie T became kind of like his manager, but just a jacked up, tanned up dude. They did kind of push him as a single in a couple of years, and it just didn't really take off. It was okay. quite a small run. I think his probably biggest lacking was his promo. He wasn't a good promo guy. He could get in the ring and sell and also do well, but when it came to holding a mic and talking, his strong British accent came out, and it was like, uh, it just didn't suit his figure. Like, the voice yeah. didn't. It's like Lashley. Like, the voice sometimes doesn't match how you look, and I think for Rob Terry, that's kind of what happened to him during his time. Beer money in the ring. So Cowboy James Storm and Robert Roode, the SmackDown tag team champion at the moment. And I think what James Storm's over there in TNA, and I think supposedly the other day he actually reached his 1,000 match in TNA. Crazy. Mm. And he's been off again, on again, but he also was in NXT for a little bit. He had two or three appearances there and then didn't end up signing on. So that's right. And then we got Douglas Williams from British Invasion. So Douglas has actually retired a number of years ago, but he's meant to be actually returning to the ring, I saw. And that's the funny thing. <laughs> that was the match I talked to you about last year, where I said, oh, remember that time there was an Ultimate X submission matchup? Yes. Douglas Williams was the champion. So yep. he was the one that he could win by submission, but the challenger could win by climbing the X. But that was the ultimate X submission match. Yeah, trying to understand the early days of TNA logic is like trying to find out who shot Kennedy. Uh, you know about what's really over Area Fifty. Uh, for, you know, Area Fifty One. You know, you're trying to understand it, and you're not going to get any explanation. 
I'm going to read you this card because I was actually the show I originally chose that was on YouTube that I was going to think Alan wanted to check out. Yeah. We've never actually done a Bound for Glory before, have we? Like we've never actually gone back and watched a proper, you know, what Bound for the Glory show. What month is Bound for Glory in? Uh, Bound for Glory is actually in Oct- in October. Well, we'll see how we go in October, and maybe you give it a red hot go. So, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to read you out the card, so I might not do yeah, it then. Okay. You want me to tell you the card? Yeah, give me the card, and then we'll uh, give it a Let go. Let me see if I can find it. And you said it's on YouTube. Uh, yes, it is. Yep. Cool. I'm just going to find it here. Oh, slap in the face. All right, so the one that I found... All right, check this card out. So it had, what, Samoa Joe was the TNA TV champion, and he took on Magnus for the belt. You also had James Storm take on Bobby Roode in the street fight with King Mo Lawal, who's a UF or MMA fighter, as the guest enforcer. It yep. had Joey Ryan and, Age, um, and Al Snow. I thought for that match we could probably just talk over that one and just cover something else. This one here, this was like, this match here reminds me of Survivor Series 2002, so Los Guerreros, Benoit Angle, Mysterio, and Edge. This one was a three-way for the TNA tag belts, AJ Styles and Kurt Angle, versus Daniels and Kanzarian, versus Hernandez and Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero. Like, that match is like that generation's version of that. And it was also almost 10 years to the day of that matchup that happened in Madison Square Garden. I also had this one here. The Aces of Eights actually were in this matchup, which was actually Doc, which is uh, Luke Gallows, who's who we have today, and also Nux, which was Mike Knox, teamed up together. And they took on Bully Ray and Sting in a no-DQ match where the winning team would have access to the impact zone and be able to control it. Okay. And then the main main event was Jeff Hardy and Austin Aries for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Austin Aries. <laughs> Alan. Wow. So there's a couple of cringes. Real Jerry Ryan and Al Snow, and then we've got Austin Aries. <laughs> He's yeah. a weird fella, isn't he? Anyone want to see a ring? What about that that post I showed you the other day of him holding, like, conventions and telling people to not wear your masks? You don't need them, guys. You don't need them. And he's actually got people wearing silver tin hats in selfies. He wants them to bring their hats. That's... Come on. Money! Like, one of my favourite things was, like, this team was really good. I've always enjoyed beer money, but when they broke up, it was, like, a real devastating thing where what they were trying to do was actually push them as single stars. Mm. And they actually announced a thing called the Bound for Glory series. Now, what this was was determine who was the number one contender. They had an elimination tournament that took place for, like, eight weeks, almost two pay-per-views length. And eventually, Bobby Roode won that as a face, and went on to actually take on Kurt Angle for the World Championship at that Bound for Glory. And everyone's like, yep, Bobby Roode's going to win. But he actually didn't. They twisted it around and had Kurt out-wrestle him and actually pin him clean, not cheating. 
people like, oh my God, you know, they should have actually, you know, dropped the belt. What they did at the next Impact show was James Storm said to Kurt, I've been in this company all these years. I've never had a shot. Yep. Just give me one shot. And in that matchup, James Storm won. He actually beat Kurt Angle clean and became the new world champion. All right? Wow. And it's like, oh, my God, you know. And so Bobby Roode was like, wait a minute, that was my spotlight. That's my spotlight. I wanted that moment. So eventually they end up having a one-on-one matchup. Beer money versus beer money, world title on the line, referee bump, refs down. What does Bobby Roode do? Goes to the corner, grabs the beer bottle, mm-hmm. smashes James Storm, hooks the leg, one, two, three, Roode becomes champion. And that was like, I think for about seven months, this was around 2012, I think, world champion. You know, matches against Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he had an Ironman match against AJ Styles for the world belt. Jeez. Some good times. <clears throat> and that, again, is kind of like, you know, when Bobby Roode eventually became NXT champ, it was a bit of a throwback to his original style. This was pre-glorious time. It reminded me of a young Triple H. Yep. Like, he had the Triple H heat. He could get the fans to hate on him. But, again, he was actually beating people by not cheating at times. He just simply out-wrestled them. So a heel is winning yes. clean. Yes. But really good time when he was champ. But those guys had some really good wars. You know, uh, Storm versus uh, Rude. That's cool. So Nick Aldis. So we got the young Magnus. I reckon he's had his hair done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's had... Uh... He's Big definitely time. had some type of work there because he's definitely receding back at this time period, and that was 11 years ago, and his hair is definitely not that receded now. Yep, definitely. He's on the advanced hair, yeah, yeah, or for him, so he's on something to help him out. Or maybe it's not working with WWE and actually working for, you know, the NWA and actually having, you know, enjoying wrestling. Well, when did you first see him as a com- competitor? This time, or were you more of a Nick Aldis NWA? Uh, probably Nick Aldis is probably the only time I remember. I think, actually, to be honest with you, the first time I actually saw him was actually a couple of years ago when he took on Cody. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, and the um, all in NWA, all in, and, and that mm. was the first time I actually I knew about him, but I did all right in the pointers. Right. That was pretty. That was a pretty good matchup because there was so much behind it, like the lineage of the belt, Cody becoming the first father and son duo with Cody and Dusty winning the belt, having the cornerman come out, you know, Jeff Jarrett, DDP, all those veterans involved. It was a really cool moment. It was pretty cool. Well, I actually really liked his, his TNA time because he actually became tag champ with Samoa Joe. Oh, man, that would be cool. And they worked really well together. I think he was also a former TNA TV champion. But then they did a thing where they actually made him the next big heel. And he actually became TNA World Heavyweight Champion. And that was really because he was parted up with Dixie Carter. She helped him win the belt when she was there. Ah, yes, of course. And where was Dixie at this time? Was she still here? Or, oh, man. No, I think Dixie was eventually more the Hogan era, which was like yes. more 2010, 11 when Hogan signed in. That's where she stepped up. Um, but at this time period, I don't believe she was involved. I'm not sure. She might have been, but I don't think she was. Okay. Were they Going up top, here? no, counter. Oh. 
And another great uh, matchup between these teams was actually a match at Bound for Glory. It was a fatal four-way ladder match that they did. I think it was like Team 3D, might have been Machine Guns, British Invasion, and Beer Money. Fatal four-way ladder match for both belts, IWGP and the TNA tag belts. Paul and Karani into a frog splash. Rob Terry having a bit of problems with Brian Hemner. Brian Hemner was moving his legs around like a wet fish. <laughs> he's got a bit of a beard there, um, Earl. See yeah. on his chin, he's got a... Look out. Bit of facial hair there, mate. That shirt is so tight. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing is painted on. She got an Aussie one, Aussie flag. You know, mate, there you go. What, for you? Yeah. Yeah, just the bottom flag around the belly wouldn't help. What the? It's all stretched and wraps around and what the? Yeah. I'll just get me black singlet then. Yeah. Black and <laughs> slimming. Black and slimming. That's why most of my clothes I ever own are very dark blue or they're uh, black. Well, he's got the briefcase. What's inside the briefcase? So the briefcase was the feast or fired briefcase. Which was that match uh-huh. where, yeah, you'd have to grab the briefcase and it would, you wouldn't know what's in it until it was opened Ooh. eventually. We got Why? new tag team champs. Well, they won with a weapon, but hey, you win, you win. Actually, what? This wasn't for the tag belts, was it? It was the tournament. Sorry, guys. Yep. Just change that. I thought we wanted on the tag belts, but team three and the tag belts. Yeah, well done, ticket. <laughs> so you just spoiled it to them that they eventually beat Team Three D, or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what happens next? Does it? Jeez. I don't know. I'm guessing. Too, too bad that we, um, you know, really wanted to know what happened next, but you know, luckily Tom's here to spoil it for us. What do you think of Bubba's style with the shaved head, but keep the sideburn? Warrior. It's very oh um the uh, <laughs> the uh what is it? Yeah. The Road Warriors. Road Warriors style, you know. That type of you know, you, are you gonna go to him and say, Hey, that's a stupid haircut? I'm not gonna <laughs> Hey you, you look dumb with the side but I'm out, just knocked out straight up. I haven't even finished the sentence yet. Bang. Yeah. Just get a <laughs> flip flop and fly in the face and you're out. The wrestling machine, Kurt Angle. His shows are really good. Really yeah, I actually have not checked it out in so long now. I'm probably like at least two months behind, I reckon. A month and a bit. No, you're not missing on much. He actually, it's fun. To, he actually opens the show now. Oh, yeah, nice. Like, he opens up his own show, like, you know, back in the day when if, the first couple of episodes, Conrad actually starts the show. Now he opens the show. And mm. talks about, you know, himself and blah, blah, blah. It's like, wow, okay, Kurt, go for it, dude. But it's also not too long, I don't think, those shows, are they? They're usually under two hours, I think, depending on the topic. But from what yeah, I've seen, it's more like an hour and a half sometimes they're going to get around that period. Yeah, it's good. So you're starting to see the fraction and friction between the uh, main event mafia there. So Kurt Angle is putting up his leadership tonight. That's what he's putting up in the ultimate sacrifice matchup. 
What would you be putting up if you were in the ultimate sacrifice match, Al? Um, a better life. <laughs> so, so I would just take the pin so I can leave. I reckon I'll put up my hair, I reckon. Hair? Yeah, okay. Cool. I, I mean, I Come on, what would you put You would have to put up something. What would you put What's something important to you? Um, well, you don't really want personal stuff because that there's no, that's nothing really. Um, Is there a favorite pop vinyl that you have, or an item that you collect? <laughs> I'm trying to. F- <laughs> what the f- no. Okay, well, what then? <laughs> I got nothing, bro. I, I, I got no, no sort of prized possessions that you know could say to me, you know. You know, that's the one time when I was in China. That was the one thing I learned when I was there. Is just like try not to be so focused on prized possessions because, you know, by the end of it, you're not going to have it. So you know, I mean, you could say like what you just said. Um, you could lose your hair. I mean, I could lose my hair, but I look great bald. I mean, I could lose my beard, but again, I might have a. I know it can come back, and you know two weeks I'll still be the normal dude pop vinyl I mean I've got a few up there behind me as you can see but um, I don't really doesn't bother me you know oh we're going to take away your PlayStation 4 okay that means I can always have the hard drive I'll keep the hard drive then you can take away my PlayStation 4 Uh, that means I can save up and get a 5 but now and you know you can oh we're going to take your partner away Okay. That's... that's <laughs> You're going to put the woman up. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, go on. You know, you have to put up with her and see, <laughs> see what it's like. She's going to kick your ass. We're going to take your son away. No, you're not, because that's kidnapping. So, um, in a way, you can't really... When you ask me something like that, I'm sorry, I can't give you a straight answer because it's like... Okay. The material possessions are not important to me. Yeah. Hear that, guys? Alan's speaking to the heart of the listeners there, guys. Do you like little background music? I put it over the top for wise words there with Alan, so... Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Just, I, I, I don't mean to take the show so serious, but I mean, when you say to me, Hey, Al, what would you give up? Nothing. Nothing really bothers me. I'm just too cool, man. <laughs> I'm just too cool for school. <laughs> yeah, just want to sit down and have some tea, play the bongos. <laughs> I hate bongos, so I'm not playing bongos. I'll have a cup of tea, but that's about it, mate. All right. The, what's this? This is the tail of the tape. So Booker T challenges for his championship because, again, this is the belt that he believed that he never lost. So when we actually covered Turning Point 08 last year, he was actually the Legends champion when he, he took on Christian Cage um, yeah. and actually retained the belt. And then Christian had to join the team and then was kicked out because he signed back with WWE. Um, But when eventually AJ Styles beat Booker T, AJ Styles became the first Legends champion because now it's an actual sanctioned belt. And I think that was only a few weeks earlier. So now we have Booker, no belt, coming to try and reclaim his championship. He's got no Charmel. He's doing it all by himself here, is he? Yep, I think the previous month, I'm just trying to think if he won the belt there or were the main event mafia teaming up. I'm just going through my notes here. 
Go for it. So, so the matchup last month was Team Jarrett. So this was Lethal Lockdown. Are you aware of Lethal Lockdown, what that match was in TNA? It's a cage match, wasn't it? The pods? No, so it was a single cage, but it would be war game style. So oh, instead yeah. of everyone yeah. starting, it would be intervals. So heel and face, heel and face. Eventually there's going to be a team-up game. Once everyone has entered the match, the roof would come down and the roof itself on the inside of, of the roof lining actually had weapons. So trash cans, tables, kindo sticks. You could leave the cage to wrestle outside, but yep. there was one pinfall or submission. So last month, it was Team Jarrett, which was AJ Styles, Daniels, Jeff Jarrett, and Samoa Joe took on the team of Team Angle, which was Booker T, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, and Kurt Angle with Charmel. And Team Jarrett won in 23 minutes. So this, again, still continuing the feud between AJ Styles and Booker T. The phenomenal one, AJ Styles, eh? Well, you would say both in these companies, what, uh, Grand Slam. And after yes. winning the tag bout at Mania, he's now the Grand Slam in WWE, and he won, like, every belt in TNA, from, like, the Legends belt, world title... Tag belt, X division, everything. Well, he's one of the best in the world. He is. What do you think with AJ Styles? The trunk look that we see that we used to have his old short trunks or the pants look. Well, that's the 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 um, sorry, the AJ Styles I know is the pants. Mm. Well, this is almost the exact same look he's got here now, except he has long hair and the tattoos on his ribs. And that, but that's also different with Booker T, because the Booker T I knew was when he was in Harlem Heat, and he had the pants as well too. With he and Stevie, uh, Stevie Ray, or as he used to say, uh, "Fruit Booty." I actually watched an interview that he did recently talking about when they first were wrestling together as a tag team. You know, Stevie Ray and Booker T and how they were over there in Global Force Wrestling and how they came out as the Ebony Experience was their original tag team name. Yep. And how much the fans just hated on them. Like, uh, there would have been racial slurs at that time period, being cussed out by the audience. And Booker T mid-match says, I've got to, I have to do something to get the fans. What does he do? Gets slammed down and does a spinner rooney And he said... As I did the Spooner Union Global Force, all the fans started just, wait a minute, the kids changed their tone, we were getting cheered. The next week at Global Force, there were Ebony Experience signs everywhere. And we went from being heels to faces and just a quick switch. That's crazy. But just how he says, like, how he just does one move and it just clicks and everyone loves it. But this is before social media. This was like you would have had to make that sign by yourself. You weren't posting anything. And he actually shows the footage of him doing the Spooner Union. And it reminds me so much of his WCW time, like when he was a singles wrestler, you know, TV champion, you know, US champ. It's actually quite refreshing seeing these legends, like, taking the real hardcore bumps from these young wrestlers, just watching them there. So, and this is an I Quit match, isn't it? Yes. That's right. So it goes for about 14 minutes, 56 ones. This is actually our co-main event because our main event is up next. And if you were syncing up, guys, in terms of the time, I'm at 2 hours, 2, 20, oh, 37. What are you at, Al? <laughs> uh, 122, 40. 
Did you get that? <laughs> Did you get that? Did you watch? And if people want to, and when this show comes out, please let us know if you're watching this on Fight or the Impact Plus app. Let us know. I know you won't, but come on, there's got to be someone out there, <laughs> out there, who's that bored? Who's going? You know what? I need to let them know. Please. Well, we're getting closer with our followers. I think we're up to nearly 8,000 at the moment, and they're on Twitter. And we're getting, like, 20 new followers a day, and maybe I might actually drop some of the names. What do you reckon about that? Love it. Do it. They deserve it. Okay, guys. So currently we're at over uh, 7,400 followers on Twitter. So some of our newest ones is Podworld, at Podworld, a podcast about podcasts you should be listening to. Join at Shiny Demon and at DMR Pod to celebrate podcast one genre at a time and discover great new shows. We're also followed by the Everyday Nightmare Podcast. You can check them out at ED Nightmares, hosted by Sammy Madison and Dan Sly. Send us your spooky stories or contact us at everydaynightmare at gmail.com. We've also got uh, Rippin' on Rock at the ROR underscore podcast, a comedy podcast that pokes fun at rock music popular around the 90s and 2000s. That's cool. We've got Good Guy Games at Good Guy Games Pod, a video game podcast hosted by two friends bringing you the latest gaming news and covering a new game every Sunday. Ooh. Sounds uh, like early days of uh, when I used to do the Lowcraft K's no C's you know that was how, that how crazy is to think like you were doing that in 2016 bro that's five years ago and I how the that. world has changed certainly certainly yep. a couple more yeah. we got Brett and Tony with Ash and Abe Brett and Tony with Ash and Abe is a podcast where we discuss a random topic or a B movie new episodes every Wednesday this is a cool one. We got Aussie Scene GIFs at MCWR GIFs, all Aussie wrestling scene-related GIFs, predominantly Melbourne City Wrestling and Riot City Wrestling, but there's too much talent there to limit it. That's cool. And I'll keep it there, guys. But again, if you want to check us out on Twitter, if you haven't, it's yep. all one word, the Brocast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, also on Instagram, all one word, the Broadcast Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. I've still got to start putting lots of shows on there. It's just really slow when you actually want to try and do it because you've got to rewrite all the notes all over again. But we've been getting some nice steady downloads and some new subscribers, which is really cool. Always good. Always good. So favourite AJ Styles match, Al? Which one jumps out for you from his WWE time? One match just jumps out for you that you enjoyed that he did or feud? Um, I liked it when he, the early days when he was a heel and the he and John Cena were having their, their feud and it was the uh, sort of the John Cena sucks started off and it showed that, you know, all the uh, those indie boys that at about six months before, we're loving on John Cena, and then as soon as AJ Styles came around and was saying how much you know to hate on Cena, 
everyone jumped on the bandwagon and was like, oh yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's agree, you know, because he was hanging out with the club as well too. So, I like that. He and, um, he and Cena had some good battles. Um, and I think he actually beat him clean as well at a SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, other than that, just trying to think of other stuff, probably more recent. Um, Boneyard match? Yeah, that was cool. Mm. Yeah, again, that's another cinematic uh, Hollywood-style movie, that uh, wrestling stuff we saw. That was cool. What was your take on the fact that, you know, that he was, quotations, buried, and then, like, rocked up a couple of weeks later on Raw? What do you think about that? Um, you're not meant to believe when someone gets buried that they mm. they they stay buried. Because the Undertaker, Undertaker got buried by mankind back in 1996, and his hand came out from the from the ground from the first ever buried alive match, and you're like, they're not legit burying anyone at the bottom in, in dirt, you know. It's all smoke and mirrors. At the end of the day, you know, no one's really going to be buried. Mm. I mean, that's called murder. We're not murdering people in wrestling, you know. Not intentionally. Well, that was the thing, like, you know, you go back to that era that we watched and it was like, you know, when you would have a buried alive match, the idea is that guy's going to get buried so he's going to die. You know, an Inferno match, well, that guy's going to be burnt alive. You know, Hell in the Cell cages, you get them. <coughs> but some of those fantasy ones where it was like blurring the line between a show and a production, you know, an actual wrestling match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, remember people, yeah, rapping on the the boneyard saying oh well they should have just wrote aj off for a while and then have him come back but then you go back to money in the bank what last year where what ray mysterio was thrown off the top of titan towers and what had his eye pulled out during his seth seth rollins feud and then the eyes now back and he's wrestling with dominic on smackdown but you know that type of stuff is just okay we got no fans in the arena we can edit we can crop we can change angles let's use it to our advantage um so I would say my favourite AJ Styles match, Unbreakable 05 in TNA, which was uh, Samoa Joe versus Daniels versus Styles. It was the first time ever that the X Division Championship main evented a TNA pay-per-view. Because at that time, it was all about the NWA title. And that was just an absolute classic. It was one of the few times that TNA actually, re- actually got a five-star from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It's a really good matchup, and they actually did a series of matches between them. But they also did Styles, Joe, Daniels in an Ultimate X for the X Division belt. Not as good as the Unbreakable one, but then they did it a few years later, but this time for the World Championship. So you had those three top talents fighting for the world title. Probably WWE match. I enjoyed the match, even though he lost it, the Cena-AJ Royal Rumble the one when he defeats him with an FU or attitude adjustment from the top rope. And that was to set up Cena to go into chamber as champion, where he eventually lost it to Bray Wyatt and then Bray Wyatt to Orton. But that matchup, I think, kicked off that rumble. And it was a classic matchup. You know, AJ coming in as champion. Um, But probably more recently, 
I think his US Championship reign was pretty good, you know, prior to COVID, doing something a bit different there. Jericho and AJ had some good stuff when he first debuted. And there was that time where they, what they call them, Y2AJ. They made him a tag yeah, team. They were a tag and they team. And they had a shirt made up, and it lasted one week, and then he turned heel. And people yeah. went out and bought, you know, the Y2AJ shirt. It was a proper custom T-shirt. Yeah. And I the remember. team's no longer alive. So imagine wearing that shirt now. You remember Y2AJ? No. Oh. I got the shirt, though. It's an I official mean, WWE product. Having something like that is like a rarity. You would hold on to that because that's actually, like like you said, it was something where for a week and then Jericho turned his back on AJ mm. and became the heel. And... But also, too, remember these classic, classic against Shane? That was good. Remember that mania where they opened it up and that awesome shot of Styles walking with the hair blowing there? The um when he actually came to the ring, but they had a classic matchup, really good opener between those two, and that stemmed from him what attacking Shane on SmackDown, throwing him into the car window, you know, busting him up because he demanded a match at WrestleMania because he didn't have one. That's right. He's doing God, he's slugging it out, man. And this is the co-main event, isn't it? Yeah, so there's probably, I think we're up to, we're less than an hour now. I think we're at 37 minutes left of the total show on the fight app. The main event itself, it goes for about just under 15 minutes. Yep, that's right. You enjoyed the card so far? It's been good. It's been good. I'm not mm. going to, you know, um, actually, it's kind of hard to uh, not make fun of it when uh, when you're enjoying something. I know, um I mean, we could go back and watch some uh, WWE from last year with all the cinematic stuff and just make fun of that. But you know, it's actually kind of nice to watch some wrestling with a with a crowd. Mm. And looking at the time clock on our recording, this is our longest episode this year. Sorry, guys. Hope you enjoyed the drive. This is one of those. I reckon, I reckon we're going to clock the three-hour mark too. Oof. I think we will. Well, well, our first full pay-per-view in a while, too, because usually we just covered the Raws or the Nitros or the SmackDowns. Something new for you guys for this TNA May. These punches, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just watching how he's using forearms, which is kind of cool. He's protecting him. Well, this just makes me laugh. What is it? The Foley and Rock, I quit. Kiss my ass. That's good. <laughs> and you just hear him heavily breathing, you know. What's he said at one point? Rock asked the referee, and then Foley goes, Screw you, Rock. And it's like, <gasps> Screw you, Rock. <laughs> and what was Rock's one? You can kiss the Rock's ass, and the mic gets pulled away quickly so he doesn't say yeah. ass on the mic. Try not to control the swears on there. There was that funny one that they did too, and I think we've kind of talked about it too, was the Batista one when he took on Cena in the I Quit. But he had him on top of the car or something at, over the yeah. limit, and he quits and he still throws him over yeah, the Senna, top there. Uh, still killed him. Mm. And, you quit, uh, did you? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Misses the axe kick. Styles on the move. Jesus, forearm. Got some speed on that one. Good on him. 
I'm just thinking here as I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, Booker T never won the world title in TNA when he was there. Like, he had multiple opportunities. I know when Joe first won the belt, they had a series of matches across at least three pay-per-views for the world championship. But, yeah, thinking all up, he actually never actually won the belt because I think he eventually returned. It might have been the 2011 Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant. And then, yeah, never went back to TNA. But I think he's always spoke highly of it. But one of the things we talked about once before when he said uh, the Legends Championship wasn't his idea and he was told that he was given the belt and it's like, oh, Booker, we want to push you as champion, Legends champ. And he's like, well, what does it mean? Like, what does, do I defend it? Oh, well, you know, we just thought something a bit different. And he took it as, well, I can't leave now yeah, because I'm a champ. Okay, like, you don't want, it's locking me in now because now I can't go anywhere. You're not going anywhere, Booker. You're with us. You're stuck here. Oh, here comes Chamel coming down. Good gravy. Look at them things. The necklace, yeah, earrings. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, phenomenal forearm. <laughs> I thought the referee was going to ask him before the move landed, do you quit as he's jumping? <laughs> AJ, do you, oh, no, you're doing the move. Okay, I won't ask you. Oh, look out. Great count. Oh. Look at that. Well, Shamel. Oh. Uh, what the? What are you doing, baby? What are you doing? Oh, look out. Oh, look out. Mr. Mm action here. Mm action. Counted, though. That was a, his shoulders are down. Counted. Right? Oh, tonight quit. Sorry about that. Yep. Yes, Tom. They... <laughs> <laughs> it's a late one, bro. I'm sorry. You're an idiot. That's what you are. Hey, um... Get in the ring, Shamel. She's got some bling on her. You see that mm. ring? See that neck? Uh, see that... Oh, look at those bangles. Oh, there she is. There's Jenna. Who? That's the one that was with Kevin Ash. What? Is she, is she throwing the towel? Oh. What? What? Okay. Ah, uh, see, this led to that matchup I told you that they had. Ah. Uh, mm. Right. Which I think from memory was Victory Road 09, which was July. So, like, two months later, they had that matchup. So, AJ retains the belt because Jenna threw in the towel because she thinks that Booker was too hurt. Well, she was actually looking out for the actual him because again if he wanted to he could have had his arm broken so understandable just looking out for her uh, the men in her team so and also it gives uh, I don't think we'll ever see that in our natural lives of Booker T giving up quitting mm. you know I don't think that's his style like oh yeah I give up I'm done because I think from memory, I don't actually recall how that match ended, because I didn't watch all this the other day, and I thought, I wonder how they're going to end the I Quit. Would it be something with a submission? But no. And just one last thing before the main event, that belt itself actually went through three different names during its time. Mm-hmm. It was the TNA Legends Championship, and then it became the TNA Global title. So when Eric Young formed his own team, called World Elite, he called the belt the Global Championship. Yep. And then it became the TNA TV title. 
and there was a bout that was every week, kind of like the uh, TNT Championship today on AEW, every week it was defended. And then it was eventually merged, I think, with another belt, and then it became the King of the Mountain title. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And then Lashley won that belt and merged them all together to make one like super world championship. I think this is the I guess just trying to think of back in the day, I remember seeing Cactus Jack take on Sting in WCW. I don't think I ever saw Cactus or even Mick Foley or anybody do anything with Kurt Angle. Mm. The two faces of Foley to take him on back in the day. And now uh with Jeff Jarrett, I don't think did he have anything to do with Mankind with his time and Well, you know, you might have got him at a house show or you might have got yeah. Al Snow and Mankind against Owen and Jarrett, maybe around like ninety eight, ninety nine time, but I don't think they ever had a definite feud like Jeff yeah. Jarrett taken on Mankind, no. Yeah, I had no recollection. I had no time thinking that Cactus was a former world champion of uh, TNA. So you said you saw a Facebook post, is that right, about this? Or what was the yeah. memory you saw? Uh, it was when he said he won the title for the first time against Sting. Mm. And, oh, it would know, have been the anniversary of the lockdown matchup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was talking about it. And I was like, say what? Oh mm. man, did I cactus? It was just the one time. This was the only time he ever won it because eventually he would have left. He wasn't there during the Hogan Bischoff time. I don't recall. I think he left before that and was on on again, off again with WWE and Ring of Honor. He did some stuff with as well. What, but really? yeah, only one time. Yeah, cactus did stuff in Ring of Honor as Mick Mick Foley. Yeah, okay. More like appearances and stuff like that. So who's your pick, El? Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to go with Sting. No, Jarrett. And who's he pinning? Who, Jarrett? Yep. He's going to pin uh, Mick Foley. Cactus, yep. So Jarrett wins the title? Yes. Keeps his shares and wins the championship? Yes. What's your take on the belt? Do you like the belt? Yeah, it's all right. Very much like the IWGP, the old junior, or the old World Heavyweight Championship they had before it was merged with the IC belt. But I've always liked that belt because the NWA title was good. The one they have now isn't really my favorite belt. It's a lovely tinge of uh, of leather and tin. <laughs> that strapped leg, Jesus, mate. That's the whole pant. Oh. Jeez, yeah, that... See the camera guy in the shadow there. Yeah, come on. Can I have a nice clean shot? I can see the cable. God, this, light. like, hearing this song is so old school to the original TNA. Like, you would hear the fans hating on it. My yeah. world. Like, and that's well, the name of his podcast, isn't it? Yes, it is. And yeah. there's been a few times during any of Conrad's shows, your this song will come on, and you go, mm. hang on, because there's, like, a little advert during the show and you're like hang on what I remember the first time I was hearing it actually the first time I heard it was on Kurt Angle's show ah uh, so, yep ooh, okay yeah bit of wife swap action there but um yeah just hearing <laughs> I'm not saying anything why are you laughing 
That's right. I know you heard that. Just moving on. Uh, when you hear um, that song playing, it's like, oh, okay. And then mm. you're it's doing a show. Well, I think he had it when he was over there in the WWA. Like before, like after WCW closed, pre-TNA, he had that song there. Um, I just wanted to look at something here in my notes about Angle and Jarrett. But if the personal stuff had already started. Um, you mean the wife swapping? <laughs> yeah. No, it was a year away. It happened in 2010, 11. It's probably still happening here at this moment, don't you know? Yeah, that would be difficult, though, like to be working with somebody and then you decide to separate and then like not long after you've separated, you're with another fella that you work closely with who's the boss of the company that you work for. You do it. You sleep with the boss. What, Kurt sleeps with Jeff Jarrett? No, I'm talking about you. <laughs> oh, me. By all means. So how much is, where, it, is, it, is where, this pay rise? Where, or, do or? where do I sign up? A dollar or more? No worries. I'll stop listening. I'm looking at Sting. Let's move on. I don't want to have this conversation with you. So I'm going to choose... You already know... You can't choose. You already know this. I don't... You've already mm, watched I'm going to choose Kurt Angle, and I'm going to say Kurt to pin Sting so he sends him out of there. All right. Sounds good, mate. You're playing games over there. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing a bit of Warzone there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Tom? I'm just gaming here, mate. Yeah, shut up. <sighs> Need to get this over to you, too. Yeah, I'm still... I haven't really even started Advanced Warfare yet. I've got it all downloaded, ready to go. Yep. I've been playing too much of uh, Crew 2. That's what I've been playing. Yeah, I saw that. That's a, any good? It's a good game. It's like... Uh, there's a lot to it. Like, there's a lot of depth. Like, yeah, you think of Need for Speed, it's just cars. This is, like, motorcycles, what, planes, helicopters. There's a lot of stuff to it. Mm -hmm. um, I just love the size of the map. Like, it's such a big, open, free map. It's actually based on the United States. So you can drive on one side of the country to the other, and it literally takes you real time, like 45 minutes, to get from one side to the other. Yup, down, there's different races you can go in between. That's Jack cool. just loves to play it for just free drive. Um, that's when that's kind of fun when you can do that with a game, eh? Hmm. But you know me, like I have to win. So when I'm racing, it's like retry, start it again, start it again. But you know how they get you, though, right? They have like these special live summits where every week there's a special. There's eight special races. If you win all eight, you get bonus money and a car. But in those eight races, it's a different vehicle each race. And you have to buy that vehicle first before you can enter that race to then win the prize money. So you spend like two million on a car, and if you don't win, then you don't get the prize money, and you're stuck with this car because you can't sell them. Well, does that like transaction style money? Or no, no, no. It's, well, you can you can do it if you want. You know, if you oh, want to yeah. just get a mill and put you know fifty bucks in, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, of course. What do you think of Foller's introduction there with the smiley face with the barbed wire? I, it it looks very tacky. 
it, it doesn't it, it, again because he's probably he's not allowed to use the smiley face mankind style because it's his WWE um, look. Look at so, that shot there, man! Cactus with the world belt, Foley. Yeah. No, you can say Cactus. That's how I really know who. Like you really is. think, like pro post WrestleMania 2000, you wouldn't see him become world champion anywhere. And here yep. we are nine years later, and he's the world champion, Tino. Yeah, I had no idea that he was champion. Mm. Like, I've said that several times or, or on this episode. Um, no idea. So you just thought he was more of an authority figure when he was there, but didn't actually eventually win anything, wasn't an active competitor. Had no idea what he did. Mm. No idea. So Jeremy Bordash with the introductions for our main event, guys. If you were syncing up, I am at 2.27.58 on Fight TV. And Alan's probably in the 200-minute mark or something. Uh, one, uh, four, one, 148. Uh, 10. Just to make things easier for you guys what, uh, with us. Well, let's have a chat, because, again, you don't remember Foley actually coming here. Let me tell you when he actually did. Let me pull up my notes here. On September 3rd, 2008, Foley's agency, Galepsy Talent, issued a press release that stated that Foley had signed a short-term deal with TNA Wrestling. Foley claimed in the statement to be very excited about the specifics of this agreement and the potential it holds. Foley made his TNA debut on September 5 at a TNA house show, giving a short speech about how he loved the product, but he felt also belittled by WWE. Yes. The official TNA wrestling website featured an image of a smiley face with a variation of Foley's catchphrase, have a nice day, and before no surrender, have a nice Sunday. On September 18, 2008 edition of Impact Wrestling, Foley made his first televised appearance for TNA, where Jeff Jarrett introduced him to the audience on the arena's video wall. Two weeks later, Foley made his first full TV debut in a promo, making comments about the WWE roster, Vince McMahon, and Kurt Angle. At Bound for Glory 4, he was the special guest enforcer for Jarrett and Angle's match. Later on Impact, Foley said goodbye, but was then approached by Jeff Jarrett with a new offer. He indicated that they had come to terms on a new contract and would make a major announcement the next week. On October 23rd episode of Impact, Foley announced that he was the co-owner of TNA, along with Jarrett, just after Kurt Angle headbutted him. So that's what his role was. So he was co-owner. That's why it was so important with the whole the young talent against the main event mafia. Bit of back story about back history of what, why Cactus is in and interesting when you said that he was uh, how he felt the current product was going well, it says here <clears throat> on September 23rd Thanksgiving Day TNA presented the Turkey Bowl Alex Shelley ended up being pinned by Rhino and Foley handed Rhino the check Afterwards, the defeated Shelley had to put on the turkey suit in the compliance with the match rules. However, uh, Foley flipped off Foley and proceeded to beat him up. 
in the aftermath, Foley mentioned that Shelley is lucky he still has his job. The main event mafias, Kevin Nash, Booker T, Scott Steiner, were going to take on Brother Deathon, AJ Styles, and Mick Foley in his debut matchup at Genesis. Nash, however, suffered a legit staff infection and missed the pay-per-view. He was replaced by Cute Kip. Billy Gunn. Foley got the pin when he hit Scott Steiner with a double-arm DDT on a chair. And then it notes here, yeah, eventually on April 19th, 2009, at lockdown, he defeated Sting for his first ever championship win in TNA and his fourth ever World Heavyweight Championship. And then, yeah, leading into this show we have now. Yeah, Slick Johnson is our referee. A tornado. What's up, Slick here, Uncle Slick? Jesus, yeah. Yo, Okay. Was it a Halloween Havoc that Sting and Folly faced off? Yeah. They did. What happened there? What the hell? What yeah. happened there? Okay. No, explain. Well, he went for a kick and Folly didn't drop down, so Sting tripped why, just to sell that there, tripping. Why is there a kid dressed as a bitch there? Explain. <laughs> That's his son. Ah. Oh. Oh, 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 Scorpion Deathlock, center of the ring. Here we go. Oh, what the... No, 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 no. He was trying to get to the ropes, hell. Trying to get to the ropes, mate. Who was? Cactus or... Um... I just noticed on the back of Kurt Angle's trunks is an actual rose from the main event mafia. They spread embroideried onto the back. I was going to ask about when we saw him do that before. What What's the whole meaning of Kurt Angle with the rose? Well, he, God, time... Godfather. Was he the Godfather, was he? Yeah, I'm the godfather of the main event mafia. That's my team. I'm the leader. So you have to you smell are. the rose and then chug it. You're going to smell the rose and then chuck it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, look out. You're going to smell the rose and chuck it. <laughs> I wasn't that delayed. Oh, you were delayed. No, the more delayed, the more awkward it is because I can, you, you have silence. You could talk about this match as much as you want, but every time you go to smell the rose, chuck it. <laughs> You're an idiot. I noticed that we get a lot of silence when we're watching the Raws or SmackDown when there's a promo in the ring. Yeah. And like we're watching the promo and it's like, okay. But when we're watching a pay-per-view, there's not a lot of promos. It's more action. But we get a lot of silence when we're doing a proper sit-down Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, it makes people worry. I would imagine that makes a lot of people worry. It's like, what's wrong with my um, what's wrong with my machine? What's wrong? Is it dropped out? Is that no, guys? <laughs> We're two grown men. We should be listening. We're listening to a promo, which is not very good po- podcasting. I'm, I must say. Figure four in the center of the ring. Here, Sting is coming, trying to come in there with Foley over the guardrail. They literally went from one side to the complete other direction. Yep, that's right. What the? That sign just said, "You are the wind between you are the wind between my wings." What? Oh, oh is he shit! Oh my god! As it fades to black. <laughs> I say we 
we've got the figure four, the ankle lock, um, the scorpion death lock, and the mandible claw. All vicious submission maneuvers. And do you remember what you do you remember what you said when we talked about this match, what they were putting on the line originally? What you no. thought they were gonna put on the line? What? Um You you said that Jarrett would put up his guitar. Yes. Foley would put up Mr. Socko. Yes. Sting would put up his bat. Yes. And Kurt would put up his medal. What episode is that from? <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. It's at least three years ago. A long one. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. And But they should have done that. So it's a bat, sock, uh, metals, and guitar. So, you know, if Kirk gets the win here, he gets a guitar. Sing a song with a little hat on. Yep. And yeah, he does that. He actually sells <laughs> the little hats. Uh, if you go to, I think it's his website, he actually, actually... Um, you can what the? Look at Foley. What's he doing? He's on commentary. All right. It's getting a little bit hot in the kitchen. I just wanted to take a break. <laughs> yeah, get in the ring. But see, watching this, it's like, well, my belt's not on the line right now. Like, if Kurt or Jarrett pin each other, I don't lose anything. So I really got nothing to gain by going in, because I'm still the that champion. Makes sense. I like it. And I think from memory, this was the only time that they had this type of main event. Like, it wasn't an ongoing thing where the next sacrifice actually had, you know, this matchup taking place. Yep. But I might tell you quickly, what was the main event of the next year? So Sacrifice 2010 took place on May 16th of that year, also held in the Impact Zone with a 1,000 people there watching. And the main event of that show was Rob Van Dam successfully defends the TNA world title against AJ Styles with Ric Flair. RVD is a former world champion. Yeah, in TNA. No idea, man. So this was during the Hogan... This was the Hogan-Bischoff era because they kicked off in January of 2010. Flair was there, you know, Jimmy Hart, the Nasty Boys, all that type of stuff. Val Venus was also there. He was Sean Morley wrestling there. Move on. Also on the card, Abyss defeats Desmond Wolfe, which is Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness, isn't it? Yes. Jeff Hardy versus Mr. Anderson. Sting versus Jeff Jarrett. The band, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, as the TNA Tag Team Champs took on Inc. Incorporated, Shannon Moore and Jesse Neal. Oh my god, it's like the Battle of the Giants mm. versus David and Goliath style. The Motor City Machine Guns defeated Beer Money and Team 3D. Rob Terry retains the global title against Orlando Jordan. Now, that was the one where Orlando Jordan became fascinated with Rob Terry's body, and in that matchup, came down from the ring and was wearing a full gimp suit. Gimp suit? Yeah, with a little zip there. Oh, Stinger Splash. Interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't talk about the gimp thing, but okay, yeah. No, I did. I did. Uh, interesting. You know, each to their own. Oh, here we go. Multiples. Here we go. One German, two coming up, and releases. I thought it was going to be more than that, but okay. <laughs> oh, multiple, you. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, multiples, guys. Multiples. Let's count two. them. One, two. Uh, two. Yeah, two. Okay. <laughs> well, two is a multiple of one, so there you go. Good on you. You, you can do maths. Here we yeah, go. Here we go, Kirk. <laughs> Give him three. Come on, please. Please. Damn it. Nope. It was two. two. Cactus is still doing commentary. And now I know what Kurt looks like here is what he looked like in Warrior. Have you seen that movie yet? No, I know of it though. Man, get on to it, dude. Is, is that the is it Tom Hardy in that one? Joel yeah. And they're two brothers yeah. or something that fight each other, yeah. Such a good movie, man. Nick Nolte's in it as well, T. Kurt Angle, of course. Oh my oh. god. My world. Shades of his jump at turning point against Abyss off the rampway. Mm -hmm. But these two actually did end up wrestling for the world title in two months at Victory Road. That was the main event. Kurt versus these Foley. Two. Yeah. These two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, July of that year. It was Kurt versus Foley for the world championship. No idea. No. It wasn't a long match. I think it was like 12 minutes. No. No one, no one Kurt, he would have like just out-wrestled him. And... Mm. God, look oh. at that history there between Jared and Sting, though. Like, you think of their WCW time. What, dressed yeah. up as Sting when they came to Australia? They had wars all across the world. Australia, US, Germany, England. Keep going. There was, there's lots of other continents out there. That's no, no. I don't know. What are they? Huh? Who's he? Cond Who's he what condiments like sauce and stuff? You're a moron. Move on. <laughs> so there goes the stroke, then the angle slam. Where's Sting to come in and hit the Scorpion Deathlock? Yeah, drop. Here we go. Well, Not really trip then. <laughs> he kicked him in the dick. Yeah. You see that? They're so. What's yep. going on? People need to slow down. Well, they're not stressed for the, the clock. Like they're not going to go off air or anything. It just seems like they're working at a pretty quick pace, and they're not really. The they don't want the adrenaline to drop. Oh, just nearly got him there. Oh, nearly got him there. Could have won his bat then. Could have won his bat then. And his two crows that he flew in earlier. Jesus Christ. Into the penis? Oh! Love it. Yes, you do. I love it. That happens. And pause. Tommy's still there? Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got another sock. He's going for a double L. Uh, when are you going to use double protection? He's going for a Mac oh. double, eh? Mick Foley, Mac double. What? <laughs> Moron. I thought you were going to say, it wasn't really called that, was it? Yeah, uh, well, you know what? I, a Mac double. Get that, Mike. Can I get a Mac double, please? At least he's being smart about using two different like socks for everybody. Oh, look at this. Kurt from the back. <laughs> Cranking the ankle. This is like uh, Ken Shamrock. Back in the day. Ooh. Down goes Slick. Scorpion, death draw. 
oh. center of the ring and no referee. One, two, three, four. Jeff Jarrett with the guitar in the background there. Oh, my world. Oh, Jesus. Bang. Foley's got a chair there, look, coming up. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett wins. Gets his bat and his career. Hey. Here we come. Look at this chair. Oh. No hands there. Oh, my God, Jeff. Jesus. One, two. Oh, look at this. Look at Kurt. Oh. oh that was a frog splash. Hmm. Jesus. This was also during that time. I think within the next year, he did that backflip off the cage against Mr. Anderson and missed him. Oh. And Anderson was lying there, though. He just missed him completely. Just overshot the flip. Wasn't like he was trying to do the Benoit moment from yeah. that roar. Yeah. Missed him completely. I think his thighs nearly hit Anderson. Nothing but canvas. Bad. Mankind's wrestling with two socks on his hand. He's got four pairs on. He's got two on his hands, two on his feet. Yep. Thanks, Tom. Ah, Stay yes. in the obvious as per usual. Ooh, ankle lock. Yep. He's got it. <laughs> Look at this. Double. Uh, no. Oh, double. That's cool, mate. Oh, shit. You're right there. Why'd you say mm -hmm. that first note? That's cool, mate. It's probably the internet, wasn't me. Yeah, okay. That's that's. Oh. What the? Just <laughs> no. You're not pinning him. <laughs> Isn't he a sock wearing weirdo? Come here. <laughs> Get a goddamn haircut. What's what are you doing? doing? Do a moonsault, Jeff. Come and do it. Moonsault. Oh, the chair. Oh, there's the stroke on the chair. No, no, From no. The what? top rope. All right, Hurricane Rana, you're up. Okay, I'll make you sit down. Oh, that makes that scares me. That does because you just watch the spine. No. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh. He's got it. Sting. Sting. Sting what? gets it. Yep. Sting is now the new permanent leader of the main event mafia. So Kurt's not thrown out of the group. He's now the sole godfather, you would say, of the group now. See, the, the ref, Sting's holding the belt, though. Oh, my God. He's bleeding. Yeah. Slick's eyebrows bleeding. Yeah, he's busted. Is Mick Foley laughing? He's talking to himself, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like he's having a good old-fashioned giggle because he's still champion. So he gets out of it. Jarrett keeps his career. Steve keeps stopped. his career. And Kurt loses his leadership. But it was weird because, yeah, Slick was given the belt, but he's almost like oh, the belt's not for him. Now the belt's gone. A top rope stroke onto a steel chair. 
and look at Jared's face is like, damn it. We imagine that if, if Jared got that pin, Jared would have been the leader of the main event mafia. Mm-hmm. The team that he hates in his own company. That's right. No, it's a great show. What do you think, y'all? Been a good show or what? Yes, very much so. Great. Very good. I, I think we spoke most about, you know, during some matches, guys, about stuff what's going on in our lives and stuff like that. So I know it wasn't very much a, uh, you know, a calling show that we do most times, but it was cool. Well, maybe next time, maybe next TNA, maybe we can put up some ultimate effects, eh? Let's uh, not go too crazy. I actually want to enjoy what I'm watching, not trash. Or we can do a Doomsday Chamber of Blood. Did you not hear what I said? I want to enjoy what I'm watching, not trash. Oh, I we can do the, light, the, light, the last rights match between Sting and Abyss with a casket. Might as well end the show now, hey, guys. No? Just uh, stop right here. We can here. do Evelation X with, with the big scaffold XL. Might as well just turn my computer, just turn everything off right now and uh, call it a night. Tom, you can you can do the call out. Look at Foley talking to his belt there. I still got it. I still got it. This was next month. This was a TNA Slammiversary, which also featured the King of the Mountain Championship. So the main event next month was Mick Foley takes on five challenges for his championship in Kurt Angle. AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, and Samoa Joe. Oh, my goodness. Well, there we go, guys. The end of our wrestling companion. I think it was wrestling companion number 61 and episode 96 of the Broadcast Podcast. And before we actually finish up for this month, I want to give a shout-out to not only one, but two great wrestling podcasts. And here are their promos. What's up, y'all? This is Jay from the Get Joe Podcast. We're a group of four Filipino dudes from the Chicagoland area who simply loves wrestling. With our podcast, we call things how we see it, and we do it in an entertaining fashion. We're critical of the things that we don't like. We applaud the things that we like. We have plenty of heated discussions. We have a sweaty session every week, and we make damn sure that there are a lot of Get Joe moments in each show. If you don't know what that is, remember Dolph Ziggler? It should have been me. Man, if you don't get your t- wannabe telenovela actor looking ass out of here, that's what Get Show is. You'll be leaving each show with a bunch of laughs. Follow us every week on all podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Get Show Podcast. Give us a try. This is Brian H. Waters here, one half of the wrestling realm. As we celebrate our 10th anniversary, we invite you to join in the celebration by subscribing to our YouTube channel. That's going to youtube.com slash the wrestling realm, realm spelt with a W. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at wrestling realm. Like the fan page on Facebook at the wrestling realm and last but certainly not least find us on apple google spotify iHeartRadio, pandora podcast and anchor at the wrestling realm this is brian h waters signing off back to the broadcast podcast all right guys we are back and i went the tail end is what have been a very long 
and a very enjoyable episode, I'll say that, Al. Any closing comments? Yes, I must agree with you on that one. It is a good show. It was actually kind of nice to watch some uh, go back and because for, I think, this year alone, you know, the first couple of episodes we gave you guys uh, is some WWE and some WCW, and now we're giving you some TNA. And I must say, it was a good show. Well, all right, guys. Uh, again, check us out on our socials, all on Twitter, the Brocast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. You can also check us out on Instagram at the Brocast Podcast, all one word. Also on uh, Castro, CastBox, Podpaint, and Apple iTunes. Give us a rate. We definitely appreciate that. And if you have a promo that you want to feature on this show, send it to Brocast2, the number two, at gmail.com. But as we say each and every episode, good morning, Good afternoon, good evening, or good night. guys thanks for sticking around now we're going to go back and listen to a classic tbk moment why are we yeah. here tom so we are actually doing a bonus show it's a bono episode why 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 are we well this was actually meant to be bonus show if we're reaching six uh, six thousand five hundred followers but we like... went but we went past that yeah and now we're is. six thousand six hundred followers so it's uh, disturbing it frightens why? me why? still why it's, you know how I am about like this piece of shit show that we started doing almost two years no, two three years no three fuck that's even yeah, October three 2016 now three years yeah. ago we, we started off so small and then all of a sudden it's just like blown up yeah very badly anyway, how's it, it it's not badly well oh, it's, it's terrifying yeah because hey are you Alan be from the podcast. I listen to your show all the time. I live down the road from you. Hopefully now I can see you. Through your window. I can see you and hear you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening. <laughs> can you do the song for me? <laughs> window coming up. <laughs> this face prints it against the window. I love your podcast. What are you doing next time? You're going to do... Uh, can I come on? Yeah? yeah? Can I come on? <laughs> can, can I come, come on? on? I don't even know you, mate. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr... You know that story of Mr. Benson? That's my uncle. Yeah. Is it? Is it? So he lost his dick. Nah. Window coming up. Every morning... Let me in. He sounds at the letterbox. Just He's got no. breakfast ready for me. I've got eggs. I've got you like eggs. It's just a plastic. It's, a, it's on a plastic plate. Oh. Just runny eggs. It's, they haven't terrible. been cooked. Alan, is he out there again? Yep. Is he? <clears throat> I'm gonna be fucking gonna be late for work. I have to duck down. You're coming out. I have to duck down. Make breakfast. I have to duck down. I don't think if I duck down, <laughs> I'm not snake. Okay. If a guy like me is like. And then suddenly hear that, there's a line on me, I'm like, oh shit. There I'm out. Uh, broadcast! Found you, Alan. 